Do this, so, folks. <clears throat> Let's get this show on the road. Can you hear me? Am I good? Let's go. Let's start now. Today's program brought to you by the American Stop Stupidity Council. Stop Stupidity Council? I yeah. love the Stop Stupidity Council. We made that up. The American Ass Council, here to help you stop being stupid. A-S-S-C, ask. Ooh, nice. I like how you did that. And I like how you always hit your your earphones now, or always hitting the mic. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing Dunk. it on purpose. Probably. I do it for emphasis. On the wrong, but what if it's on the wrong syllable? <laughs> That's exactly why I do it. We need to check Danon's levels. Danon levels. Say that again. Levels. Hail. So I muted everybody else. Now you can talk. Doom. Doom. Yeah, there we go. Hail. 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 Well, welcome. Hi. To episode 26 of the Vlix Podcast. Woo! 26! Wow. Yeah. We're like officially half a year in. Wow, half a year. Mm. Episode 26. No, we're not half a year. There's 52 weeks in a year. year. 26 is half of that. 26 is half, sir. Son of a bitch. That's how math works, Pete. I know, <laughs> you mathed and blew my mind. I'm your host, J-Bo, who was very late today because I got a fucking flat tire. Slowpoke! Somebody slashed his tires because he Ooh. took their cocaine. I didn't cocaine. take their cocaine. I didn't supply enough cocaine. You didn't supply enough cocaine. Yeah, I got stopped at the border port. Again in New York. In New York. One point, uh, 1.5 tons. Never fails. Never fails, man. That's actually 3,300 pounds. Now, why would they deviate from their normal metric measurements of cocaine? Oh, in kilos? Right. Because like, Americans don't know metric. Well, I'm, if they had caught... Caught it in like New Mexico, it would have been in kilos. But for some reason in New York, it's all in tonnage now. Well, it's just because it came in a shipping container. They just weighed it by itself. New Yorkers don't. New Yorkers not so good with the with, with the metric system. Yeah, but for wherever it came from, uses the metric system. It well, was, yes, it had Every, to have been everywhere uses ways. the metric system. Danon, Danon, Carter tried that in the seventies. To get the metric system going, and everybody was like, "No, we want to remain thinking this, a foot is the same size is, as a king's foot." This is America. <laughs> we don't do that. A yard is a king's shoulder to wrist. That's what it is. What? I don't know what it is. What? What is yard? What are you? A yard? Yeah. A yard. A yard is three meters. No, no a yard know. is three feet. A, 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 a three meters. Stop oh, sorry, being yeah, metric yeah. with me. Sorry, my bad. Three meters is almost ten feet. No, that's no, what I meant. No, I heard. I mean, that's how they. That's how they got all these measurements. Like they just foot? measured the king, and they're like, "Oh, if we're gonna measure the entire planet based on the yes. specific." Yeah, like, I'm trying to remember. No, no, a measure? foot was the is the size of a king's foot. Which king? A yard. I don't remember. A yard was originally the length of a man's belt or girdle, as it was called in the 12th century. King Henry the First of England fixed the yard and as a distance first. from his nose to his thumb of his outstretched arm. Told you. Today, it is 36 inches. I told you. <laughs> a cubit in ancient Egypt, a cubit was the distance of the elbow to the fingertips. Yeah. And that's why they still measure horses in hands. Right. <laughs> I've well, told you, it's stupid. Well, they, that whole thing. Actually, the, saw uh, another article about that where basically those types of measurements still influence things today like they had to design the space shuttle around the width of a horse's ass so so i actually have a list <laughs> this is quite interesting well we, let's deviate from our plan thing and talk about origins of measurements we don't ever deviate. this is actually very exciting 
So <laughs> I, I, no, seriously, guys, I love where the, where some of the, the ridiculous place some of this shit comes from. All right, let's do it. I'm all in. So an inch was the width of a the width of a man's thumb. In the 14th century, King Edward II of England ruled that one inch equals three grains of barley placed end to end lengthwise. So it's just arbitrary. He's like, I declared inch to be three grains of barley. Right. Was it a I don't good know if that's year? what he sounded that's, like. That's why it's called the imperial system. I'm I saying. know, I know. Um, and yet we still go by this. It has no nothing to do with math. The measurement of hand. A hand was approximately five inches or five digits fingers across. Today, a hand is four inches and is used to measure horses from the ground to the horse's withers or shoulders. Withers. Withers. And his nithers. <laughs> <laughs> his wither from his withers to his nithers uh, a span a span was Ooh, the span. length of a hand stretched out about nine inches foot in ancient times the foot was 11 and 142nd inches today it is 12 inches the length of an average man's foot so they went by an average man's the, foot the length of an average man's foot that's what it says the length of an average man's Foot. Like, that's... Pete, how long is your foot? Well, I'm not sure. Well, I have a size 11. The ruler... Yeah, but the, the your, your shoe size doesn't equate to inches. Yeah, I know. I don't know what I... What my... How big my foot is. It's it's not... It's not a foot. Yeah, we know. <laughs> it's slightly my, less... That is my, a myth, sir. My, that is a myth. Mine is. My foot is 12 inches long. Ken's, oh, we're talking about your foot. And I wear a size 15 shoe. Ken's extremely average. <laughs> Nothing on Ken is small. <laughs> average. Uh, I, oh, we already read a yard. Do you want me to read it again? No, why would you read it again? So, what about pause knots? for a second for me here. And, and let's... I like let's, how he's the only one let, with the paddle. Let's think about this. I put them out, no one else took them. Let's think about this for a second. What sides of which now? No, because we, t- we talk about how, you know, people back in the day, you right. know, back century, hundreds of years ago, were smaller. Correct. But, and yet, all of these measurements are based on disproportionate sizes. Yeah, they're just kind of arbitrary. So, like, if a foot, well, yeah, I was going to say, if, it's a, if a foot now is 12 inches, which is the size of an average person in quotation marks foot right even though my my foot is a foot long and it and it's a size 15 figure the average shoe size is what like 10 10 and a half for men yeah but i meant like nine and a half so let's i mean you figure that's got to be a couple inches shy right yeah okay i'm always so a couple inches shy we're saying that 11 and 146 inches it's cold out Back then was the average size of a man's foot, which I, I think would put him in the, four, the 13 to 14 size foot range. You'd guess. Shoe size. Sure. Can, so, we're, so what we're saying is the average person, which apparently used to be like 5 foot 2, 5 foot 4 or something like that, walking around with these giant five, size 14 clod, clod hoppers, is that what we're saying? They're well, all, that's where the they're idea all clowns. We're, we're a race of clowns. <laughs> well, no, no, no. See, that's where the idea of Bigfoot came from. Oh. Oh, gotcha. So, uh, Napoleon, who was three and a half feet tall, 
Actually, no. He was average size. He was, aver- he was average size. That yeah. is a myth also. also he was not I, I, super tiny. Yet another myth that they, they, they tell you in school. He was like 5'8". So, That's taller than me. But he, apparently he had these ginormous feet. Like he's Ronald McDonald or something. Ah. I want to look that up now. Anyway, carry on. So, um, tell me about knots, Jonathan. Knots? Is knots on there for measurement? It's it's nautical. No. Oh, not. and could be naughty. <laughs> well, the so, next one was yard. Okay. Which okay. we already went over. Sorry, remember. Then there was cubit, which we already went over. We did. Then there's a lick. A lick? Yep. I want to know what a lick is. A lick was used by Greeks to measure the distance from the tip of the thumb to the tip of the index finger. Wait, in a finger gun? So or how are they... finger guns? Pew, pew. Yeah, your finger gun so... is a lick. What about a mile? Oh, that's not on this list, but hold on. I'll look that up in a second. So wait, I got so one what more... did they measure with a lick? Like, your face is approximately one lick long. They're just trying to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to all of that ancient, All of ancient history is just trying to figure out how to get the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop. Didn't they figure that out? Do you remember as a kid that you, you always thought you wanted to try it, but you never made it? You like licked it like five times and bit it in half? Mm. To get to the sweet, juicy pseudo-chocolate that was inside or bubblegum? Right. Oh, the pseudo chocolate was better. The pseudo chocolate was better. I'm not even sure what that was. It's like a Tootsie Roll. Yeah, I think it was a Tootsie Roll. I think that would make a whole lot of sense based on the name. Tootsie Pop? Yeah, yeah, you're smart. <laughs> Tell me about these American. <laughs> Apparently, a lick was. Is stupid. Right. A lick was how you would measure stars. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, for navigation again. Yeah. Maybe. That makes a little bit more sense. Right. Damn Greeks. Uh, and then the last one on this list is a pace. The ancient Roman soldiers marked in paces, which was the length of a double step, about five feet. 1,000 paces was a mile. Today, oh. a pace is the length of one step, two and a half to three feet. See, that's, impor- that's important to know when somebody tells you, like, okay, we're going to duel each who gets 10 paces. You need to know how much right. a pace is. And you're still walking. And what if you're still walking and the guy you? turns and shoots you right in the spine? Ah, son of a bitch. Like, Roman or current? Ah, oh, damn it. we got to be more specific. So an inch is point zero eight three feet. A foot is 12 inches. A yard is 3 feet or 36 inches. And a mile is 5,280 feet or 1,760 yards. Or 8 furlongs. The Earth is 24,901 miles uh, wide at its widest at the equator. Uh, the United States is... If you th- believe the Earth is round. Oh, right. but the Flat Earthers... We're going to talk about this next week, actually. The Flat Earthers just did a study. They paid $20,000 to have and proved that the Earth was actually right, round. Who did they twice. pay? Was they proved it twice. That's what I want to know. We're going to talk about that next week, though. Okay. Because I found another one so, thing about Flat Earthers today, too. That so what about, what about the mile, though? What, how, well, where did that on, come hold from? Hold on. From the Earth to the Moon is 238,854 miles. Okay. And from the Earth to the Sun is... And how this is an exact number, and they don't have it broken down, but they say it's 93 million miles. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it has to be... More number. It can't be all zeros. They just ballpark that, man. I mean, it can't be all zeros. That's impossible, right? Yeah, I don't know. Highly improbable, not impossible. So so what dictates the length of a mile? Did you find that? Yeah, out? see, it's, they say it's 92.96. They said it was 1,000 paces. How many paces would that be? No, no but, but why did they de- decide on calling it a mile? 
But that's not on this list, sir. Give me one second. Oh, my God. Well, now we're naming these things? Why'd they call yes. it a cubit? I don't know. So, anyways, so about the mile, about the marathon. You ready for this one? Uh-huh. So the marathon. I have the answer. Is 10, roughly 32-something miles, right? A marathon is 26 miles. 26, 26. Okay, 26.2. So how they got the marathon was a Greek soldier by the name of Pheidippides. After they won the Battle of Marathon, ran all the way back to the city. From the plains of Marathon. The longest from run marathon, for a high five ever. Yep. From Marathon to say that they won, and that was roughly, it was, it was not exactly 26.2, it was close to that. And that's why it's called the Marathon. And then when he got there, he gave the message and then croaked. <laughs> like he died. And now yeah. people do that for fun. And now they do it for fun. And it's an it's an actual Olympic sport. In honor of that run from Marathon. Yeah, longest, it's kind of cool. Longest run for a high five. It is. We won! Think of the build-up. Yeah, yeah, the whole time he's like... <gasps> holding did his hand he, up Did he even get the high five, though? I mean... Oh, he killed the guy he high-fived and then died himself from the run. <laughs> no, I th- no, I think so it's funny. No, I think he, like, completely biffed the <laughs> high five and then he's, like, killed... We, he ran in, yelling, like, we won, we won, we won, and then just, like, we completely biffed it and fell on the floor. Yeah, he, like, yeah. missed the high five and then died. Just so, like, it. Hardcore. Right. Of embarrassment. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Tell us about the mile. Did you lose it? Did you get distracted? Yes. Are you looking at I, porn again? No, I'm not looking at porn right now. <sighs> not right now. Well, I was bored at, on the side of the road. Oh, my God. Will you just tell us what the mile is? We don't want to hear about your, the basic your concept car fantasy. Of the <laughs> well, that involves you, Pete. <laughs> I know. We don't want to hear it. So what's the mile? The, well, it's the Mile High Club. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> not the answer. <laughs> I just like the fact I can't see Dinan right now and I can hear him. It's funny to me. Uh, the basic concept of the mile originated in Roman times. The Romans used a, a unit of distance called the millipassum, which literally translates into a thousand paces. Since each pace was considered to be five Roman feet, which was a bit shorter than our modern feet, the mile ended up being 5,000 Roman feet, or roughly 4,850 of our modern feet. If the mile originated with 5,000 Roman feet, how did we end up with a mile that is 5,280 feet? Blame the furlong. (laughs) There you go, Ken. I told you it was eight furlongs. (laughs) The furlong wasn't always just an arcane unit of measure that horse racer horse racing fans uh, gabbed about it once had uh, significance as the length of a furlough of a team of ox can plow in a day oh so in a day is like (laughs) distance and time in an arbitrary manner furlong literally means how long is the furrow nice in 1592 parliament set about determining the length of a mile and decided that each one should be made up of eight furlongs since a furlong was 660 feet, we ended up with what is now considered to be 5,280 feet to a mile. And we're Arbitrary. really committed to this system of measurement. Oh, 100% right? we are. Like, the mi- completely like, think arbitrary. Think about that. Like, it's completely every like, mile. How many furlongs are mile? Uh, Joe. Yeah, it's all, it's eight. All, <laughs> it's all, eight. Even the acres based on furlong. Right. Like, but hey, guys, we all want to get together and design a city. We want to make sure all the blocks are the same sizes, all the doorways are the same sizes. 
How long does it take oxen to plow a field? We're, we're not going to do that. That's gonna... socialism. <laughs> How do you even... All right, we're not on your five-year plan, together. comrade. Pete's uh, on a three-year plan. Right. I, I am? Well, if you're going to do all your lists before you're 40. Oh, yeah. I'm well, I mean, three months. I'm sorry, I meant three-month plan. <laughs> three-month plan. I got like a month and a half left. I started zero. <laughs> so the nautical mile. Ooh. Is based on the on the minute arcs. What the hell's a minute arc? So, the meaning of the Earth as being <laughs> how made long up it takes a dolphin three hundred and sixty degrees, and each of those degrees consists of sixty minutes of each arc. Each of these minutes in an arc is one twenty one thousandth of a distance around the Earth. Thus, a nautical mile is six thousand seventy six feet. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Back before the digitization of GPS, um, right? Coordinates were actually given in degrees, minutes, and seconds. Right. Well, so, so I, so, somebody emailed me today. Although my friend who was in the Navy disagrees with me on that. By the way, interesting. I had somebody ask me today, like, how where some of our marketing materials go, and I sent them the latitude and longitude of my drop pinpoint, and said it was twenty miles from there. I have no idea where that is, other than it's in near Flint. But I just copy and pasted it and sent it to him. Nice. I thought it was funny. I was like, maybe they'll just Google it and find out where that is. Probably not. They could. It requires a lot of brain power. Okay. Do we have any more measurements we want um, uh, uh, to know where it came from? I have the gallon, the pound, horsepower. That's it for this list. Horsepower is kind of self-explanatory. You guys want to do these last three? Dana doesn't. Dana wants to eat a taco. Anyways, okay, what's the pound? I just closed it. Oh, are, we, well, are we talking geez. about like a pound of measurement or a pound of sterling? Pound of flesh. See, don't confuse him. The pound so, was Roman roots is descended from a Roman unit called the Libra. That explains the LB. The abbreviation for the pound and for the word pound itself comes from the Latin word pondo for weight. Pando, pando, pando. Cool. Um, it was invented for measurement in order to sell goods by weight rather than volume. They based their new unit on a measure of being equivalent to 7,000 grains. So somebody ex- counted 7,000 grains? You're like, okay, that's it. Right. Well, yeah, you had to because of the heat paradox. You had to solve that. So you might look out the grains. I guess so. Okay, so what about the uh, gallon then? Uh, the gallon we use for our liquid comes from the Roman word galetta, which means a pailful. Oh, so it's basically a pailful of water. Yep. yep. There have been a number of uh, very different gallon units over the years, but the gallon we use in the United States is probably based on what was once known as the wine gallon. Ooh. Or the Queen fanciest Anne's of all gallons. gallon, it's... which was named for the reigning monarch when it was standardized in 1707. All right. Queen, the, the Queen Anne gallon. Uh, the wine gallon corresponds to a vessel that was designed to hold exactly eight troy pounds of wine. <laughs> of course. Which, by the way, we still measure gold in. Yeah. So, basically, our system of measurement of keeping everything consistent across all peoples to make sure we can all get along is based on repeated arbitrary decisions by monarchs who happened to feel like they had the best idea at the time. 
Yes. Awesome. So, really, okay, if we're committed to this imperial measurement, then we should make up a new one for something or other. A Time to update. Yeah. Time to update? Yeah. We need, we've need. we been doing the same one for too long. Smarter people it's than consistent. us have already have. Really? Like what? Like the metric system. <laughs> Which has been around since before the kings and queens. Right. It's based on 10. It's based on... <laughs> no, 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 but I mean a new well, like, you system know, of... We, de- we decimalized our money. We did a good job with that. Right, but I want to measure I mean, we could, cities. We, I mean, we could still be at we, we could still be at two hundred and forty shillings to a pound. I mean, yeah, that'd be ridiculous. But I want to measure distance in like how far it is from one Walmart to the next Walmart, and make that the new how we decide the distance between cities, and Crow we measure po- it in how many WalMarts go from Pox? one place in to another. Marts? Can we yeah. call them Walfarts? You can. Right. I'm gonna call it Marts. Marts. So which WalMarts are we going to base this on? Are we going to base it on Grand Blank? Well, they're all Burton? the same. From one end of the parking lot to the other. I'm gonna I'm gonna base a measurement oh, yeah. on the distance between the CEO's pay and the lowest workers, and I'm gonna call that one poverty. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. <laughs> I so think that like, is a grand system of measurement. Yeah, so we're all at least three poverties in debt. Well, I got deep fast. Man. Yeah, it did. But more accurate for the times. See, that's what I'm looking for, is to measure new things in our lives that we, so we I, haven't had I still have questions for. about this Walmart uh, measurement. Is this going to be, you're measuring from the one end of the building to the other end of the same no, building? The parking lot, the entire Walmart structure. Okay, so, so it's not from one, one Walmart to another Walmart itself. Well, that was an option. It was on the table. Okay. Uh, sorry, I just got confused. Well, I mean, when we're going to start measuring interstellar distances, it's going to be in, like... In, in Walmart. In Marts. In Marts. Yeah, multi-Marts. Multi-Marts. Oh, is that where you can get more than uh, the standardized stuff? Right. So, like, you can get your spaceship parts there? Yeah. At a standard Walmart, you can't, but at a multi-Mart, you could? Well, I mean, space. you can still get some of them on clearance sometimes. Ooh. I love clearance deals. What about you, Ken? What about me? Do you like clearance deals? Oh, I do love a good clearance deal. What's your favorite place to go find clearance deals at? Home Goods. Home Goods? I don't know. Although, I was at JCPenney's last night because Faith had to return something, and they had a bunch of dress shirts on clearance, and I bought three. <laughs> oh, snap. Were they sub $5? No. I've gotten stuff at JCPenney's. That's probably my second favorite place to go clearance shopping, by the way. I have, I've gotten 77-cent sweaters, and I've got $2.77 dress shirts. Nice. How much did you pay for your shirts, Pete? Um, well, they were half off the original price and then 30, 30, 30% off of that. So I got three really nice dress shirts originally priced at 50 bucks for, I don't know, whatever that works out to. What does that work out to? Probably somewhere around $18 a piece. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. I had Has to anyone do it, ever right? paid full price mm-hmm. for anything at JCPenney? Why would no, you? That's the only reason you go to JCPenney. I'd actually have to go to JCPenney to find that out. I don't think I've ever been in that store. Several with my mom when I was a kid. I dig it. They usually have decent, decent deals. I like JCPenney because they have a secret parking lot. That's super convenient. They have a secret parking lot. Well, not really a oh. secret parking lot, but a super convenient parking lot. You're talking about the one little, the little side one right, right by the corner. Uh, what mall are we talking about? Genesee Valley. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I forgot there was even one over there. Yeah, because if you go to okay. JC Valley and there's this, uh, and they have this little spot by the by the by the customer service pickup. Right. There's a little like corner entrance, and there's like a little twelve space car- parking uh, parking lot right there, and you can slide in there, and you're right through the straight through the store, and you're into the mall and the whole thing. It's kind of great. Sounds fascinating. Sorry. I want to make sure my phone was off. So should we move to our first topic today? Yeah. Sure, let's finally do that. Let's start the podcast. Let's start the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to episode... Tw- oh, wait, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Did you record the whole thing that we just did? <laughs> yes. Did you do it correctly? <laughs> I hope so. You better right. have. Fingers Play it back crossed. in its entirety I right guess now. we'll I, never know. I tested it first, and I heard my voice sound through normal. I heard it too. Okay. And, uh, and the settings are currently set correctly. All right, well then let's let's do it. Let's actually start it. Ten bizarre things that people will rent while traveling. Porn. You think they're going to rent porn, You don't have huh? to rent that anymore. In the hotel. Oh, I see. You're, they're going to rent the porn The porn video. channel on the hotel. Oh, the channel. you got to get local porn. Like, I mean, sure, you can search yeah, you Pornhub all day, everybody but wants, you ra- Everybody wants high-quality regional porn, don't they? <laughs> I mean, wait, 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 wait. That's wait. what I look for when I, I travel. I think we should start that channel. We should have amateur porn that's local to the region. So that way, when you're out and about visiting, you might be able to find somebody. you got another watch. reason for people not to come to Flint. Great. So, right. uh, so if you're in Texas, <laughs> the, the porn consists of, like, people doing it while they're, like, Trying to climb over the wall and stuff. Yeah, and a lot of cowboy theme. <laughs> a lot of cowboy. You theme know what's stuff. you know what's actually funny because of rule thirty four for that piece is that there actually is probably some wall oh, porn I'm out there. Sure, there is. I That's not associated with Game of Thrones. Probably not. No, some we? of it has to be too. It's about I would the wall. Yeah, uh, I gotta look this up now. Oh, don't do that. Oh God, <laughs> don't do that. <sighs> oh my. Wow, word. there is. I know there is. Shocker. Right. Look, we know Rule 34 is a thing. <laughs> oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be. Well, that's good. No, right. it's not good. You are not old no, enough it, to view that Is stuff. it worse than you thought it was going to be? <laughs> I'm sure you've all seen it already. There's just the way they worded it. Oh, I haven't seen it, but... You lie. I don't. I not lie. <laughs> I've not lie. <laughs> that's, you that's one way lie. out of that. <laughs> the fact that you, you said don't. that was a lie itself, Peter. Whatever. Uh, number 10, they run a person to stand in line for them. Oh, you can do that? <laughs> that's what I said. There's homeless people everywhere. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's what Pete right. said earlier today. Congressmen in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. Will hire homeless people to stand in their place in line so they can get a seat. Right. It's really disgusting. Well, or depending on the spin, <laughs> they're helping the homeless. <laughs> yeah. Jobs. You, know, so you call it right. disgusting. I call it cottage industry. Right. Ouch. Uh, yeah, Americans spend their time roughly 37 billion hours annually are spent waiting in line in one form or another. And can you just take somebody to Disney with you? Be like, you wait in line for my family. Yeah. Just get the fast pass. Right, but even that, you still have to wait in line, right? Not really. No? Not like normally waiting in line, no. Right, but I don't want to anyway. It's not like like going to Cedar Point on Labor Day weekend or something. Ouch. So listen to this. In the early 20th century, Danish engineer A.K. Erling developed a mathematical model of how lines work and found that the more prominent factors influencing people waiting in line were ideas of fairness, mismanaged expectations, and the way people define time. It's a construct. Yeah, right. it's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, but it's boring as hell when you're waiting for the mean streak. Right. Uh, number nine, they rent a photographer. Dude, there you go. 
I think right? that's your See, new I need to start getting hired by rich people to follow them around on their like world adventures. You can be like right? their permanent Instagram mist. Ooh. See? I like that. Uh, that's a great idea. That's how you should start marketing yourself. We'll miss you, yeah. but You know what? You could be the first one into that industry. Right? A 60-minute shoot with one of the photographers will set your travel budget back around 350 bucks. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm only signing on for month-long or longer trips, and I'm Look, going the entire Look, it's $1,000 a day plus travel expenses, okay? Yep. So, but that comes with full social media management. Mm-hmm. And, and I also ed- get to go on the water slides. And editing. So, uh, <clears throat> number eight, something I do often rent a friend <laughs> i could do that i'd be good at that yeah that being the friend i can pretend to care for a day anything <laughs> more than that man it's stressful but. you are witty and interesting i love hearing you speak i can be very i can be very charming when i want to be that's just for ten dollars an hour you can rent a friend to show you around town or accompany oh. you to your next adventure sorry that's too bargain basement for me i don't go for less than 25 Right. I want a good friend. I want a friend who's going to take me somewhere and get me mugged because I'm not I want paying friend, him enough. I want a friend who's going who's to stand in line for me. Ooh, that's a friend. Right. You're going to show up and like help you move. Right. Apparently there's half a million people who do this for a living around the world. Wow. It's like, the, it's like being a professional cuddler. They exist. They do exist. Would you do it? What? Be Would you buy it? No, would you buy I wouldn't buy it. a half hour would you sell with it? a professional cuddler, or would you sell it? Hmm. I don't think I could do that. I'm, I'm pretty renowned for my cuddling. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think I would go ahead and sell it. I'd be great at that. Yeah, well, people can't see it, but I'm sitting on Ken's lap right now. <laughs> no, you're not. That's a lie <laughs> God. He's, he's, he feels warm and safe. That's right. That's not warmth, Pete. <laughs> it's like sitting on a nice man couch. Is that what you're naming the couch now? Is a man couch? That's what they call me. That's oh, they call man. you a man couch. They call yeah. me the man couch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Had no idea. I had known you longer than Pete has. Yeah, well, some people are closer. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> clearly well, not. obviously, clearly you're not sitting on his lap. Clearly not better. <laughs> uh, number seven, they rent driveways and parking spaces. Uh, well, if you're going to New York and you plan on driving, number one, you're stupid. Number <laughs> number two, um, I guess. Sure. Sure. So do you get the driveway without a car? You just rent a driveway? I, I guess. You put up your lawn chair. Well, what you do is you rent somebody else's car. And it comes with their driveway. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay. Uh, number six, you, uh, you r- bicycles. Oh, yeah. That's obvious, actually. Yeah, uh, right. Danon's done that. Yeah. And motor scooters. And Danon got lost um, in the Vatican on a motor scooter once. Yeah. Did you really? Oh, I did. I did at least three laps around Rome. <laughs> All right, the, definitely the Vatican because it's a walled city. You know, there are not a lot of entrances to that, and they are not. Believe it or wide. not, yeah, there are not a lot of entrances to the Vatican. There's the big main one. I found that one right away. That one's an easy, uh, that's an easy one. Sistine Chapel. It's around the right, about halfway around the circle. Very small door. Very small parking lot. And it closes at 3, by the way. <laughs> Did not make it there until 3.30. <laughs> Bummer. That'd be fun to hear wah, your wah. your uh, stories about that adventure. Yeah, it was Speed the best travel. video game I've ever Speed played. Travel writer. Yeah, were was, the graphics really good? Oh, my God. It was so real and dangerous. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who crashed? 
Uh, Micah crashed. His brother. Yeah. For those who don't know. He, the, the gas stuck is what he says. And it <laughs> zipped out from under him and smashed into another, mo- like a parked moped. Um, Motorino. And in the first one and a half minutes of driving, I touched my handlebar to another moving car. So it was it was exciting from the get-go. <laughs> nice. And there, was, s- there was geckos? <laughs> it was exciting from the get-go. Right. Well, yeah, they come with one in the seat. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that, your, is that your something happens, you need to file a claim. <laughs> I said, is that your insurance policy? <laughs> That'd be really funny if you just pull a little gecko out. Like, here's my insurance. He <laughs> pulls like... out a clipboard, starts going to town. <laughs> right. Uh, number five, you can rent a pilgrim to do your religious pilgrimage for you. <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh, my God. What's That's the point? not the same thing. I want to go almost to the Jerusalem. <laughs> Get there. <laughs> When I'm going to go to the Starbucks while that guy hits the... Uh... So Carlos Gill oh will God. embark on a pilgrimage in your name in exchange for uh, 2,500 euros. Why would I not want to go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre? I'm just asking. Like, I don't like, know. Why would I, want to, why would I miss out on that? Why would you do that? Like, you're not really there. These people realize that some other guy that you paid money to is going to hang out there. You're not there. You don't even know if he's going. Yeah, he could just go to the bar across the street. Well, I think well, they have to actually go check in at all the, at the stops. And in how many name. names at one time is he going? Pilgrimages aren't that organized. They, they, they don't have, like, it's not like geocaching. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a, ta- you don't like walking, you know, you're not walking along through the Italian countryside and all of a sudden there's a tablet to check in on. I'm going to see if I can find it. works. You shoot up a flare. Right. Although I bet if we ran that, we could get a few people I mean, to like, sign up. <laughs> the Way of St. James is a religious pilgrimage from France to Spain. I mean, you, you're literally walking over mountains through the countryside. Right. Or air-conditioned tour bus making stops and lunches. Uh, dinner's on you, though. Um, yeah. Pilgrimage. Excursion. And or if they the want to Orient hire a photographer Ex- for it. Right. Or, or the friend. Orient it's Express. Excellent. I'm just saying. What are we listening to? This better not this be wall porn. Oh, it's not in English. No, this is the, this is the guy who does it. Oh, I thought you were mm. going to play us wall porn. No. <laughs> it was, was getting horrified. really I, creepy. I was really, I was really nervous for a second. Hi, hey, can you, can you hire somebody to do that? Can you hire someone to sneak across the border for you? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right, what's number four? This one's probably, I think, the weirdest one on the list to me. Okay. You can rent somebody else's unused luggage space to travel. Unused luggage space? Yeah, so somebody else has more space than their suitcase. You can put your stuff in their suitcase and pay them so that you don't have to pay extra fees. Oh, wait a minute. Your stuff goes in their case. Yeah. I thought you meant like like you got to rent an overhead compartment or something. No. Storage locker at a bus station. Yeah, something like that, but no, like they they have like No, like someone you don't know and you you're in the same tour group with them and you're they're going to carry your underwear. I was just no. going to say like you can put like your book next to his skivvies or something? No. Let me read the paragraph. Not doing that. That's weird. Don't don't read the paragraph. It's not weird. We don't need to talk about that. Okay. We're just not doing it. You can write a suitcase full of clothing. We'll all agree that that's the weirdest thing on the list. I think We're it is. Do that. Wait, wait. Number three is you can rent a suitcase full of clothing? Yeah, you can rent a suitcase full of clothing. So how do you know what you get? How do you know who's got it before? I don't know. How do you know. know if it's the right size? I'm assuming that you pick all the stuff out before you get to like where you're Small, medium, and large suitcase. <laughs> that's so weird. 
A company called Unpack wants to eliminate the stress by utilizing the current sharing economy mentality that lets someone drive you around and let you sleep in a stranger's house. So why not borrow someone else's clothes? What? The company allows its consumers to fill out an online profile with details about their personal style and preferred brands so they can customize your luggage for your next holiday. Oh, yeah, this is just getting weird. The suitcase will be delivered to your hotel so that when you arrive, all your hard work is done for you. It's not hard work. (laughs) Yes, it shouldn't be. It almost could be cheaper than taking all your stuff with you, though. Right, and plus you get to fit in a little bit better. You like wear clothes like people in the area where you don't like show up in your Hawaiian shirt looking like an American tourist. At the Vatican? Right, at the Vatican. Exactly. Well, the socks and sandals and camera are going to give that away. Well, I mean, I'm sure they the, have socks and sandals the and gilly, cameras. The, and... the ghillie hat and cargo shorts are... So is there really like... Do we see that enough around here of the sock sandals and camera that we just don't associate with it? We don't have tourism in Flint because everybody's deathly afraid of it. Yeah, the only people who come here are the ones who are addicted to ruin porn. Um, you and do realize that some of us have oh, it is. leave Flint every so often. It's not pornographic in nature. No, but you said, they, do you ever see that around here? Like people walking around in shirt sandals and camera? No, no, that's just the, ter- that's the stereotypical tourist stuff. Oh. Yeah, we don't have tourists here. Remember when they built Auto World and they wanted to bring tourists in? I have yeah. I've been to Disney World and I, I I I can't tell you you can tell what tourists look like. Oh really? It's yeah. fairly obvious. Yeah, I once told Bill White that Auto World was a bad idea. How'd that go over? He uh, mentioned that it may have been his idea. <laughs> That's hilarious and awesome. Yeah, I did not get the job. <laughs> Shocker. No, I wasn't actually at an interview or anything. Number two. Number two. Camping gear. Rent it? Renting. Yeah. Why would I mean, you fly I... to like Italy and then bring your own camping gear? That's a right. good point, actually. Yeah. The extra overseas. bag fees are gonna be are gonna be killer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. right. That's so a I, good point. I, I can see this depending on where you're going. But if you're going to outdoor adventures over on Irish Road <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> you right. probably don't want to rent it. Just go to Walmart and buy it. Yeah. And number one, still not as odd as the, 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 suitcase, the thing. suitcase thing. A designer bag with something. What do you think that something is? You one guess a piece. You can rent a designer bag with something in it. Yep. Mm, handguns. Nope. I was oh. going to say handguns. You took it, you jerk. What's your guess? A small dog. Nope. A designer bag with um, wall porn. <laughs> Paris Hilton in it. <laughs> it's funny because the girl in the picture almost looks like Paris Hilton. Oh, there's a girl in the picture. There is. With her handbag. Okay. Mm. What is it? A Nintendo DS. Really? Yep. People have rented designer handbags that come with a Nintendo DS inside. Rather than paying yeah. thousands for designer handbags to use on yeah. the go. For special occasions, women are turning two sites like. We're, we're where does the Paris. DS come into that? <laughs> in we're in Paris. Probably not going to be a whole lot to look at. Guess I'll guess I'll find some video games to play while we're traveling around. Right, but I I need it in a designer handbag. Well, obviously. Well, you, well, you can't you can't use a peasant's handbag. 
peasant's what what does a peasant's handbag look like Ken? i don't know but it's not fendi uh, it's, it's like this thing right down here on the ground oh it's your bag <laughs> yeah so modeled and looks like it's been chewed on and falling apart no that's your bag oh shit <laughs> my bag's still newer uh, in 2008, Nintendo and From Bags to Riches teamed up to include a DS with select handbags. From Imagine it now. You're traveling the world looking first class with your designer handbag, and with a DS in your pocket, plane trips will never be boring. Yeah, guess what? It doesn't matter if you're carrying a, 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 a designer handbag with socks and sandals and cargo shorts and Hawaiian shirt and ghillie hat and camera around your neck are still going to give it away. It doesn't matter if, if you're wearing Gucci or Coach or whatever. It's still bad. Dude, you just described high fashion to me. You just described Pete on a weekend. That's what I said just now. That's what I wear. Sandals, Hawaiian shirt, cargo shorts. I don't have a camera, but I have a phone. Right. Which he wears in a lanyard around his neck. Which I wear a lanyard around his neck. I put, want to lose it. I put the zinc on my nose. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I actually don't dress. I don't Where's have a Hawaiian fisher, shirt. Wear the fishing hat. I do have a fishing hat that I wear because I don't want to burn my bald head. But that's the best hat you can find. For outdoors, that gets the job done and is not a cowboy hat? Yes. We need to take another crack at hats. I agree. That's it for that list. Thank God. Oh, okay. What's the next list? Well, the next one I have is a list of non-humans who were called as witnesses in court cases. Non-humans? Yeah. Like aliens? No. Ghosts? Like murder testimony from your goldfish? No. Possibly. That's kind of what it is, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, number number nine was Elmo. Like Tickle Me Elmo? Yes. How can you t- have Tickle Me Elmo on there? In 2002, Elmo of Sesame Street became the first Muppet or puppet and non-human to testify before U.S. Congress. And he's the only one to date. Right, but there's definitely like a guy crouched down behind that. <laughs> Talking like Elmo. Talking like right. Elmo. Right. Didn't the original Elmo actor get fired for something nasty? Yeah, Kevin Nash. What was uh, he doing? Child porn. Child mm. porn? Yeah, child porn. Are you sure? As Elmo? I'm almost positive. I'm a, not not like no no like like he had he was in possession of oh child pornography. Oh, I thought it was real dark for a second. Well, no, it wasn't he was much he lighter. Was, he was acting in child porn movies as Elmo. No. <laughs> okay, that's. A- <laughs> wow. that exists. Oh, Don't Google that. Come back to the fray, Pete. Um, right. right. No, he. I, I, uh, I, sex abuse lawsuits against Elmo voice actor were dismissed. Ooh. Dismissed. But what, I, I, was he not in possession? I, 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 my understanding, he was also in possession of child pornography. I don't know. I just, I just uh, seeing that link. Hmm. So wait a minute, though. Like, so was it a tickle me Elmo? Or was it the Elmo puppet? No, it's it was the Elmo puppet. It's testifying in front of Congress, not like in a court of law. Okay, that it's makes a little bit more sense. testimony about the importance. I'm guessing of early childhood development programs. That makes sense. It does. Well, number eight was Murphy the dog. I mean, they had they had Ashton Kutcher testify in front of Congress, so of course they can have Elmo do it. <laughs> Murphy the dog. And That's 2000... to make it first with Murphy Brown. In 2005, Albert K. Smith was arrested for shooting the boyfriend. Of his ex-wife. 
While in a cell, he wrote a letter to somebody named Murphy Smith. The exclusive Murphy Smith uh, interested prosecutors who believed that they had gotten a lead on the murder. They issued a subpoena and called Murphy in as a witness. When Murphy arrived at the courthouse, prosecutors were shocked to discover that he was not human. Instead, he was a Smith's five-year-old Shih Tzu. Shih Tzu. Murphy the dog had been brought to court by Albert Smith's unnamed brother. But they were not <laughs> permitted, to enter, the, hilarious. <laughs> permitted yeah. to enter the courthouse because dogs weren't allowed. The embarrassed prosecutors apologized for the mix-up. They didn't... <laughs> they issued a subpoena... And didn't know... For him to testify. Yeah. I, I've i decided this entire article's made up. You've, 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 you've decided? Yes. This is you the You don't fake call article. a witness and have them show up the day of the trial to show up immediately into court. You meet with them and prep them first. That's true. That's true. That's bull. I agree with Ken for that very reason. Dana. Or they're like hotshot, totally inept, didn't think it through. They were pressed for time. So they're not like law and order cop. They're like they're like they're like sitcom lawyers. Yeah. Either yeah. way, this is a, this is television fantasy, and it's not true. Maybe they liked the movie Air Bud, <laughs> and they thought. I don't know what they thought. I don't know. What's the next one? This is a true story. It happened in Arkansas. That makes a lot more sense. Well, you could have said that in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Way to bury the lead. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta clear that up before we start. Right. Well, okay. I, that, it wasn't on the other side. I searched it. This is where we learn about Arkansas by, man, so- who turns out to be a dog. <laughs> Associated Press. It happened in three thirty, two thousand five. The Florida man, Arkansas dog. <laughs> All right. What's next? <laughs> this is actually really funny because it actually did happen. Um, Scooby Doo. Scooby-Doo. I had to, like, testify against old man Withers? <laughs> I was wondering what happens after the cops hauled that guy away. <laughs> in 2008, an unnamed 59-year-old woman was found hanging in her Paris home. Police That's considered sad. it a suicide. Scooby be the witness? I'm not calling Fred or Velma. But her family suspected murder, so they insisted on an investigation. The only witness was the woman's unnamed dog. The pooch was later nicknamed Scooby. After the famous fictional uh, investigative what dog, Was the dog a great dane? No, it was just a dog. We've been lied to again. Scooby-Doo wasn't in this. <laughs> right. This was liable. Slander against his name. Yeah, some of these are really dumb. The one that actually was interesting was Pepper the Robot. A robot? Mm-hmm. They brought in a robot and did what about it? Uh, 2008, Pepper became the first robot to appear before British Parliament. Several human witnesses, including uh, computer scientists and robotics, also testified the idea was to prove the usefulness of robots and artificial intelligence to humans. And the hearing ended in the robot declaring death to all humans, death to all humans, (laughs) death to all humans. (laughs) So there's actually an interview from Pepper. Should we listen to it? No. No, I don't want to hear about Pepper. You guys are boring. Totally boring. All right, so what do you guys got then today? Well, let's see. Not much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I guess we'll move on to brief topics when we come back. Can we back that one up a little bit? Yeah, we're going to back that up. Cut that one out. (laughs) Yep, yep. All right, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. And now we're going to move on to our brief topics of discussion. 
Uh, up first, we have Ken. What you got, Ken? Dateline Richmond, Virginia. Uh, some people have all the luck, as the saying goes. On February 11th, that person was Deborah Brown 30 times over. The Richmond resident won the Virginia lottery 30 times that day when she bought 30 pick four tickets with the exact same combination, 1031. Brown initially bought 20 tickets with that combination at a gas station in Chesterfield County. A couple of times during the day, I saw those numbers, Brown said. She recently claimed her winnings. Uh, so later that day, I bought 10 more tickets at the same location with the same numbers. The pick four top prize for a $1 play is $5,000. Drawings are held daily at 1.59 p.m. and 11 p.m. On the night of February 11th, pick four drawing each of Brown's 30 plays won the top prize, netting her $150,000. Good Lord. I nearly had a heart attack, Brown said, according to a statement from Virginia Lottery. The odds of matching all four numbers in order are 1 in 10,000, according to the agency. Brown has no immediate plans for her winning, statement said, but she is considering renovating her home. So wait a minute. If she actually did have a heart attack, she wouldn't be able to afford the care with only $150,000. Right. <laughs> would not, would not cover it. Oh, the would American not cover story it. right there. Yeah, would cover it. I won the lottery. Still not enough. Can you imagine, though? Why, I can't fathom buying the same numbers 30 times. She had a hunch and it paid off. I guess, I, I guess so. Right. But seriously, how many thousands of dollars has she spent buying. trying to win the lottery? Right. Oh, you want, if you start thinking about it from that perspective, almost everybody always, it's, a, it's almost always a net loss. It's got to be. Well, it has to be. Like, you know, they're like, oh, I want $2,500. Yeah, but you've spent $9,000 over the course of the last year to win that $2,500. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the thing, it's, you know, it's not about winning or losing. It's, you know, it's, I do it for the enjoyment. I'm like, no, you don't. You're losing, you do it because you're desperately hoping to win some money. Right. Yeah. Right. There's no reason, other reason for that. Yeah. So, but good on her for, for, for netting hundred and fifty k, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd take it. The odds of, yeah, the odds of just like, you know, because typically you have options, you know, when you play the daily. And I, I, speaking as someone who's sold lottery tickets, not someone who's ever bought, like, you know, I don't play daily games and stuff like that. I only buy tickets when the jackpot's like, you know, one of those big ones. But I've sold plenty of uh, lottery tickets in my day. And um, you have several options about how you, uh, how the the, the numbers come in. Like you can pick four numbers and you can get them like boxed or wheeled or however. So that any combination of those numbers come up and you win. But it sounds like she just picked those numbers in that in that sequence to, to hit, right. the, hit the money. Right. It's kind of awesome. It is kind of awesome, actually. That's like, actually how I always wanted the lottery to work. Like, I, I felt like I was seeing those numbers that day. She said, "Like, okay. yeah, like, I, you know, oh, I got, I got, I got these numbers in my, I'm a Chinese uh, fortune cookie. Yeah. So I, so I played them and I won. So I spent about three hundred twelve dollars a year on lottery tickets. I hmm. spent how much zero. have you won? Just shy of a year, a dollar a day. Um, Gotta have it. Yeah, just not shy of a dollar a day. So, but I play uh, three games uh, at a ticket apiece for three draws. So, and how much have you won? Mm, Which games do you play? Normally, it's the Mega Millions, the Lotto Forty Seven, and the Powerball. So you, you play both. So you play both interstate lotteries and the state lottery. Yep. Okay. Just one ticket a week. I actually have never bought a lotto ticket. No? 
Not even once. was a billion dollars. You didn't even want to take like not, one dollar into your hat. Not once. The because what's the one? difference? I mean, well, you can't. Win if the lottery is five million and a billion, your chances actually get worse. If it the higher it goes, you actually have a better chance of hitting a five million. Some for some people, for some reason, people think, oh, five million isn't enough to play, but a billion is. Yeah, five million is enough to play. If you're ready to spend that, spend that dollar anyways on a billion, then five million should be enough to play. So you're telling me I should play the lottery more? I mean, if 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 if, if a billion makes you play it, then five million should also. That's all I'm saying. The lower the prize, the higher your chances of winning. Yes, by yourself. The odds are better of winning mm-hmm. by yourself. The, right. the your odds of winning aren't influenced by the number of people playing. But you have to split the prize. It doesn't matter. But that does matter with the way of Pete's mentality of the situation. I mean, the change in chances is probably so infinite there's, decimal that there's it doesn't no change matter. In chances, though, it's your, the same. Your, your chances of winning are the same, no matter what. No matter how big the jackpot is. But, but I'm, I guess, and no matter how many I'm people saying, are playing, it's just how much saying. money you're going to come away with at the end of it. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is, but if you're, if you're saying, if you're, if you're claiming the size of the jackpot is your justification for playing, then you're you're, you're right. Yeah, well, there are definitely play. more people right. who play when that's a higher jackpot for sure. Yeah, but see, that's what doesn't make sense to me. And I actually don't play when those Suddenly happen. you play when it hits 50 million or you, a billion, you, but you, you don't. But well, 5 million isn't billion enough to make you play? That's still a ton Never of money. I didn't, I didn't buy a ticket when it was that high. Yeah, but if you're doing that, then you're playing all the time and can't play all the time. Well, Jonathan can. Right. I'm just saying. If that's your mentality, you might as well always play. 312 million is my threshold. <laughs> See, you gotta have you gotta have rules. So, so, so here's my thing. It costs me a cup of coffee to get a ticket, right? But if I don't, I don't drink coffee, so not that I would spend it there anyways. But you can't win at all if you don't play, right? That's but, what they all. Say. That's the slogan. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> and I get that part of it. You know, like that's how they hook you in and stuff like that. But I don't ever spend. Like, I don't ever go, like, oh, I'm going to spend $20 on tickets today. Well, yeah, you don't go with, you know, without your means, outside of your means. And that makes sense, and that's fine. I'm not I'm not docking you for playing. Like, I'm not. I don't care. But I'm saying if your incentive to play depends on the jackpot being astronomically enormous with the amount of money that you'll never spend in your lifetime, then when the jackpot's $5 million, that should be, I don't know, the same incentive because that's still a ton of money. Well, like the Lotto 47, the the jackpot right now is only $100,000. But I still bought a ticket. And that's that's a good amount of money. I think this, uh, I want the the record for the for for the for the for the state lotto, which is the, the classic 47 you're talking about, I think is like $7 million. Yeah. It's the most the sweet typically like your 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 big winning jackpot's like 1 or 2 million somewhere. But even for there. me, $100,000 would pay off my house on almost two months. For sure. For yeah. a dollar a week. Even if I invested that dollar I'm only going to have $52 at the end of the year. I mean, that's not going to be... You're going to have 53 <laughs> I thought you said 320 If it's an interest barrier. Well, there's the other two games. Right. So anyways, but... Okay. What's our next if, story? If it's fated to happen, it's going to happen. You just have to... Well, yeah, but my chances are of winning at least are a little significantly they, they, higher. They go by 100% if yeah. <laughs> <As long laughs> I buy, buy a ticket. ticket. Yeah. My chances are at least 100% more than if I didn't. Exactly. It's true. Uh, we'll go with Dana next. All right. So this is 
Philadelphia is first city to ban cashless stores and restaurants. I find this so fascinating for some reason. <sighs> I actually just listened to this argument yesterday. A oh, couple really? of friends were going back and forth about basically complaining about stores and how at the farmer's market there's a lot of places that won't take cash anymore. Where it's basically one was saying that, and they say it in this article as well, that the reason is it, there's less theft. Like your employees can't steal from you. Like your store can't get robbed. But you also can't go in there and pay with legal U.S. tender. Right. Like it's uh, And they're saying it's, you know, discriminatory towards poor people who aren't going to run around with debit cards and cash cards and stuff. They A lot of people don't even have bank accounts. Right. They're going to tell you that the actual currency of this country is no good at their store it's not actually legal right but apparently it must be because philadelphia had to pass a law to ban it well there's a right. lot of there's there were there's a lot of places still in kind of like more rural areas that won't take cards right that's always annoying that are cash only oh yeah there's a store uh the, the red dragon auto sale doesn't take cards yeah right. have cash only when it's you go out there only. The red yeah. dragon, and I but, and I know why is because you don't want to pay the fees mm-hmm. to Visa. That's the only reason why. And if you're a small store, that could hurt you. You know, that's why they have minimum purchases. Yeah, the minimum five dollars. Right. That annoys me honestly. That actually makes me not to want to buy something from places. If I'm buying something from a store like that, it's usually going to be over five bucks. Yeah, but every once in a while, you like end up with a fistful of candy that you don't want because you're like, I have, I need this thing. But I have to spend five dollars, or they won't even run my card. Carry it. Like you can't give them the seventy-five cents that the company's actually charging them. You have to buy five dollars worth of stuff. It's yeah. a dick move. Give them a give them a ten. Keep a ten spot on you. Right, and but then a ten. So game. this whole not accepting cash thing is pissing off Amazon uh, because they want to open brick and mortar stores and they don't want to take cash. They want to just have robots run the whole thing. No cashiers. No nothing. So I worked retail. When the U-scan systems were first invented and installed. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you. They did not take away workers. They made working. They actually added workers because of the U-scans. Really? Yep. Because we had to have two dedicated people on the shift at all times. For. Um, um to make sure that the mechanism always had cash and stuff. Oh. And uh, was always running to put change into it. Because there were so mm. many people using it that the way they initially designed it didn't have enough coinage to support giving change enough throughout uh, the entire day. Seems like they've solved that problem, though. Maybe yeah. by now they have. I never but, went into I mean, it. That was 1999. Yeah, they've got it kind of streamlined where... So we're going to pause for a second as the dog is attacking everybody. I'm not a fan of that song, by the way. I wonder why. Shock. You know there's a song called Jonathan, and I'm not a fan of that song either. There's a song called Jonathan? Yeah. There is? Yeah. the worst thing I've ever heard. It's a really dumb song. Oh, we don't need to hear it. Oh, we're gonna. No. Are you going to force everybody to hear it? Of course I am. Oh, for crying out loud. No, I'm not going to force everybody to hear it. Thank God. Anyways, I think Castro stores are gay. <laughs> okay. I not that there's anything wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with actually being gay. It's just... You, you dislike cashless stores. I, I think they're dumb. 
Ken, what do you say about cash distors? Um, I don't understand what the hell anybody's problem is with them, honestly. <laughs> We're supposed to be heading toward a cashless society, are we not? What about the what about the people without bank Supposedly. accounts and the people that are living on the street and they give them cash? What can they do with that? Right. What happens to those people? Not everybody's going to be cashless, first of all. If we could solve homelessness, we wouldn't have to worry about people who live on the streets. <laughs> and there's virtually no reason that a person who's gainfully employed or not can't have a bank account. Right. Well, if they did the... If you have a permanent address, you can have a bank account. Minimum, like, payment for everybody. Like, everybody gets like, $1,000 a month or whatever. It's been oh, the tossed universal, around. The universal basic income? Yeah, that. Um, so then everybody... Immediately... Socialism! Oh my God, people working together to make sure other people have enough. That's the worst thing I've ever I heard. I swear to God there's something in the Constitution about safeguarding the general welfare. I guess I'm oh, crazy. There is. Yeah. I guess I'm crazy. I'm, but I'm, yeah, I mean, that would, especially like if healthcare wasn't for profit, if actual money wasn't for profit, which is the weirdest thing, how you can sell money. Communist. Yeah. You're un American. This yeah. is America. America sucks. It's run by terrible assholes. <laughs> All right, Pete, you got your story ready? Yeah, it's right here. I'm looking at it. So this headline is going to make probably some of you theme upset. Yeah, I'm going to start with the headline. I did actually read it. Okay, But I, I read the page before I rage. Ooh, yep, see? Oh, yeah. Read the page before you rage. Read, yep, read the page before you outrage. All right. <clears throat> Bankrupt California utility wants to give $235 million in bonuses. Of course they do. Wow, but it gets better. Pacific Gas and Electric Corp. Also, a... side note. Side note. You're, you're, you're side noting me. Made, made famous during the, by by the Aaron Brockovich movie. Oh, is no. this the same one? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Cancer clusters. You just made it dirtier. Continue. All right. Pacific Gas and Electric Corp. Sought a judge's approval to pay $235 million in bonuses to thousands of employees, despite the California utilities' bankruptcy. The money is intended to provide incentives to workers and will not be distributed if the company does not meet safety and financial goals, PG&E said in a court filing Wednesday. It said the bonus program has been restructured with its Chapter 11 case in mind and puts a greater emphasis on safety performance. <laughs> in deliberately designing the plan this way, the debtors are sending a clear message to the workforce that the safety of the communities and the debtors serve <clears throat> and of their employees is of paramount concern during the restructuring process and into the future. Attorneys for the utility send court documents. The company filed for bankruptcy in January in face of billions, billions with a B, of dollars in potential liability from huge wildfires in California in 2017 and 18 including the deadliest U.S. wildfire in a century. The utility scrapped its plan to pay $130 million in bonuses for 2018, determining the payments were inappropriate given the wildfires that year and the company's deteriorating financial situation. Attorneys for wildfire victims had objected to the awards. An employee union argued that the decision was unfair to workers. The new bonus figure is for work in 2019. The company said bonuses have historically constituted 6 to 20% of employees' pay and brought their total compensation compensation in line with market and their peers in utility space. 10,000 employees are eligible for a bonus this year. 
They include people with titles such as manager, vice president, but not top-level executives who control company policy report to the board of directors. That's the part I find fascinating about this. They're giving bonuses, but it's actually to the actual workers. Well, it's to the management. Well, yeah. But not top management. But not top management. But not top management. I I, I will give PG&E kudos for not... Spending two hundred thirty-five million dollars on golden parachutes for the top, for, for the top brass. Right. Uh, good job there. However, um, the the vast majority of people who work for PG and E would not be considered management, and and thus would not be eligible for these bonuses. Right. Well, it's just in case you're wondering the math: twenty-three thousand dollars for those ten thousand workers. Twenty-three thousand dollars a piece. A piece. That's a that's a nice chunk. I mean, it's a bonus. It's not a year. Well, for some people, it's a year salary. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's not the the golden parachute that they kind of no led no, you to believe it, at the it, beginning it, of the article. Again, a great a great example of needing to read the read, read the article for context. Um, Another thing I found fascinating with this was because of something else that me and Pete found today. What did we find? That our current. Flint government today was going to vote <laughs> on whether or not to give themselves a raise, including our own mayor getting $34,000 more. I feel like we can rage at the beginning of that one. Oh, yeah. We absolutely. could just open... This, anything, the this, city of, anything the city council did, votes, it, votes itself to do, I'm, I'm not in support of, generally. Yeah, they should not be able to vote. Uh, yeah, why are Congress they, as well. Why are like, they allowed to vote for their own raise? I don't yeah. understand that. Because the, because they're the legislative body of city government. They're the ones who have to do that. Well, shouldn't they ask the people to vote on it for? Right. They should. That there's a there's a, there's a very simple reason that they don't do that because they won't get it because they will never get it. Exactly, and if they were doing their job right, they might get it. Well, or maybe that's the reason they should just be fired and not reelected. That's why we have elections, and people don't really seem to understand that. Oh yeah, and people don't vote, and the people who do the people who do vote don't really seem to understand what the election is for. Yeah, yeah. yeah for, so to clarify, um, we are in Flint, and the city is strapped for cash and does has not been since nineteen eighty three. Has been since the eighties, and um, there's something floated around the city council where they want to vote themselves the raises and vote the mayor. A raise of thirty-four thousand, bringing her up to a hundred and twenty-five, hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year, where there's no money. So you want to know what's cool about mayors? What's mm. that? In a small Vermont town, they just elected a new mayor. Oh man, is it a goat? It is. It's a goat. Lincoln the goat elected mayor of small. I, I, I feel as though he was elected largely on name recognition. <laughs> uh, she beat out cats, dogs, and a gerbil named Crystal to become mayor of Fairhaven. Well, if you're gonna vote for, if you're voting for an animal and you got Crystal, <laughs> right? Which I'm sorry, Bailey sounds like a stripper. <laughs> or you have Lincoln. I mean, you're gonna vote for Lincoln. You're gonna vote for Lincoln. It's a name you can trust. Yeah. Like wait. if I wanted, if I wanted to, have, if I wanted my dog to run for mayor, I would, na- I would rename him Honest Abe or something like that, and he would just like it would be, it would be done. Can we try to do that? Run completely out of polls. Can we put Simon on the ballot against Karen Weaver? <laughs> I want to know who would win that one. I think there was a guy that was trying to get a pig on the ballot. Um, oh, last there was. Yeah, election. Trying to, yeah, trying to, trying to, trying to run a pig. Yeah, he was trying to run a pig. I remember that. Yeah. 
A three-year-old Nubian goat named Lincoln is poised to become the first honorary pet mayor of the small Vermont town Fairhaven. Not only oh, is he honorary. goat, he's black too. I love the diversity in the story. <laughs> I don't think Nubian goat means black <laughs> it goat. Does not, because this goat is totally brown. The I nanny, don't see color. Uh, neither do I. <laughs> the nanny goat was chosen this week by townspeople for the one-year post at the community's town meeting day. Lincoln takes office on Tuesday. All right. Were there any people running running in this um, election? Uh, sir, if you would paid attention, you would have saw that this is the first honorary pet mayor of the town. Oh, it's yeah. an honorary mayor. So it's honorary. actually make policy. We've been lied to at the onset of this article, exactly. is what you're saying. Under false pretenses. The ballot of 16 pets was open to tall town residents. Uh, most of their candidates more and more were disappointing. dogs, cats, and a, a gerbil named Crystal. Well, I would have voted for the gerbil if that was the case. Lincoln right. won with only 13 votes. The parties would be better. <laughs> 13 votes. Well, how many people are allowed to vote in this town? Lot, like, lot. Like, 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 like 22? Uh, all the pet owners. I will tell you these answers if you just hold on a second. I don't want to know. Uh, and beat out the dog named Sammy that received 10 votes. Ooh. The other candidates combined for 30 votes. So it was 30 votes. So 30 people voted on people's pets. 16 animals. So the parents of each of these animals voted for themselves and one other. Awesome. That seems <laughs> like it wasn't completely pointless. I feel, now I feel like it's kind of like an inside deal because... I can see, like, the council actually has 30, 30 members, and they probably just chose, like, their favorite pets and then all voted for them. Hold on. This gets better, yeah. Oh, it's better? During this time as mayor, Lincoln will be ex, uh, ex- expected to attend local events such as marching in the Memorial Day Parade and wearing a custom-made sash. Ooh. Fairhaven, a town of 2,500 people. Oh, that's why the gerbil didn't people. win. No one wanted to make the sash. <laughs> so it's like, so it's basically, it's like Miss America? Right. <laughs> 2,500 people live in this town? Town manager Joseph Gunter said he heard about a small town in northern Michigan trying something similar, and he thought it would be a good way to raise money for a local playground. It only raised about $100, though. (laughs) (laughs) Through a $5 entry fee for for you to put your pet into the running. Wait, there's only 16... That that playground wouldn't even be a furlong big. <laughs> Just so we know. Uh, so there you go. Man, I was really hoping the town was so small that nobody wanted the job. So and so they voted a goat it. in just because they were being assholes. And this it turns happened, out, this was it, in oh New crap, the goat won. Vermont. Vermont. Okay. It would have been better if it was in New Hampshire. <laughs> Why would it have been better if it was in New Hampshire? New Hampshire is like the most basic democracy uh, it's democracy at its finest. It really is. Is it? Also, all politics in New Hampshire are retail. But all right. So how about how about this fun one, guys? All right, hook us Super up. Super good. Uh, Dateline Fremont, California comes to us uh, courtesy of uh, KTVU Fox Two in, uh, Ooh, Fox. in California. Uh, when Ernest Quintana went into Kaiser Permanente Medical Center's emergency department, Fremont on Sunday, his Wife of 58 years, his son, daughter, and granddaughter all worried about the 79-year-old man. They said it was hard enough to learn that his lungs were failing, but they couldn't believe that, believe it when a hospital robot entered his room, and they got the news through a doctor on the robot's video screen. Got the news that he was going to die? 
Quintana's granddaughter was in the ICU by his side, uh, and she said at first the nurse came in. Uh, the nurse came in around, came around and said the doctor was going to make rounds, and I, and I thought, okay, no big deal, I'm here. Uh, said Annalisa Wilharm. Weird name. Uh, a short for, time later... For a, a doctor? Wait, is that the doctor's no, name? The, that's the granddaughter's name. Oh, Anissa Wilharm. I thought that was the doctor's name. Okay. Uh, the, a short time later, a robot arrived in the room. A doctor appeared on the video screen. Wilharm took her cell phone... Uh, took cell phone video so she could uh, show her mother and grandmother the test results. When I took the video, I didn't realize all of this was go how, how all of this was going to unfold. Over the robot's video screen, Wilharm says she and her grandfather learned that Quintana's lungs were failing and did not have long. He did not have long to live. You might not make it home, Doctor oh said God. on the screen. I'm <laughs> sorry, your biological unit is failing. <laughs> hurt even more delivered through a machine devastated i was going to lose my grandfather we knew that he was that this was coming and that he was very sick but i don't think somebody should get the news delivered that way it should be in it should have been a human being that came into the room. <laughs> he froze. I did a little bit, I'm sorry. It was the robot freezing. Uh, yeah. Daughter Catherine Quintana says the family was so upset because her father had trouble hearing the doctor through the, through the robot speaker, forcing Wilharm to, replay, to, to relay the terrible news. Right. Louder and louder, repeating, you're he dying. He already you're has dying. a problem hearing, so with that and everything... He couldn't hear very well. They had to repeat everything the doctor was saying. The Quintana family says he hopes this never happens to another family. That's not yeah, going to happen. Shitty. We offer our sincere condolences, said Kaiser Permanente Senior Vice President Michelle Gaskell-Hames in a written statement. We use video technology as an appropriate enhancement to our care team and a way to bring additional consultative expertise to the bedside. Catherine Quintana said... She and her mother asked hospital staff about how the robot was used. It's policy. That's what we do now. That's what we were told. <laughs> the classic answer. You see the robot. There, there. Please take my hand. It's <laughs> uh, a human being on the robot screen. Oh, so well, that's not a Basically, fun. the doctor told them via teleconference that he was going to die. Uh, I was See, I was picturing, like, Screech's robot and... <laughs> Kevin? Uh, you thought this was Kevin? Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> Uh, this is a highly unusual circumstance. Uh, we regret falling short in meeting the patient right. and family's expectations in the situation, and we'll use this as an opportunity to review our practices and standards with the care team, said the Kaiser statement. The Montana family hopes that Kaiser had their uh, and any other hospitals with robots will review their policies and how they are integrating technology into patients' care. Montana ended up dying on Tuesday. I don't want this to happen to anyone else. It shouldn't. It just shouldn't happen, Catherine Quintana said. Right. So how do they say, oh, it's a very unusual circumstance. We do it all the time. Well, our, our deepest sympathies go out to uh, to the to the Quintana family for their loss. But, oh, for sure. Oh, my God. Right. Like, the doctor couldn't even be bothered to walk down to the room. He's going to deliver that news by teleconference. Like, what's the, what if he's just horrible. like on his cell phone and he's like, just leaving a workout or something? Like, <laughs> he's got his yeah, like he's, on the, he's on the treadmill. He's like, like you know, oh, trying to crush two thousand calories at Valley Total Fitness or some shit. Sorry, I'm totally crushing it. Um, you got about, mm, where's my watch? You two might, minutes to look, go, dude. You might not make it home. You should have been on this treadmill the whole time. I mean, like, seriously, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you say in that instance. 
There's nothing about that situation that's acceptable. Oh, I agree. That's really Plus, I assume really that since like somebody didn't wheel a cart in the room, they're actually like remote controlling the robot. Oh yeah, you know. So it just is. comes wheeling in there with a doctor's head on a screen, with a doctor's face on a screen, and says, "Hey, got some really bad news, man. It's it's not good. You're not gonna make it." Yeah, but he's really excited to be driving it, and he's like, "Check it out, dudes!" And he makes it do the robot, like, like the little <laughs> robot arms. <laughs> like literally, what in the hell? Is going through someone's mind, like he's okay, wearing a beer helmet. Kaiser, per- <laughs> Ka- first of all, Kaiser Permanente is one of the probably I, I I would say one of the, probably the most progressive um, medical organizations in the country. I mean, they, they they do some phenomenal stuff, and they've been doing a lot of great stuff with uh, with, with 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 low and no cost healthcare and experimenting with uh, with like single payer healthcare systems and stuff like that. They've been doing a lot of great work, but like. What doctor seriously is going to see this policy come down and be like, okay, cool. I get to sit here in my office and play with this robot and go tell people that their family's going to die. Who would do that? <laughs> right. The little robot's dressed up like the uh, the tombstone or something. Oh, yeah. Like um, an undertaker? Like an undertaker. That's like the, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's honest to God like that scene in Family Guy where they bring in a barbershop quartet to some, tell, tell someone they're going to die. No matter how you deliver that news, it's it, it's awful. But seriously, come on, there's a way to be human about it. I'm sorry. That's the way everything's going, man. Automation. Mm-hmm. Just get used to it. Yeah. Pretty soon there's going to be robotic surgery. The guy's just going to be on a screen, you know. That's why they didn't just send him a text. With an Atari paddle and a all of the, all Everything about this article offends me. Right, that's the text message they send is just skull face, skull face, skull face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got a text from the doctor. Yeah, it's like a screen crawl across the TV in your room or something. It's like, Jesus Christ. You have 60, 59, 57. (laughs) (laughs) Your healthcare runs out in 60, 59, 54. 54? You went from 59 to 54. Skip five seconds. That's the new math system. Right. Well, after you see it, your heart jumps a little bit, which weakens it even more. Budget cuts. They got rid of the entire 30s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the 30 seconds. That sounds horrible. I was like... 40. 29. (laughs) What? (laughs) Son of a bitch. All right, Dana, what do you got? Uh, Nothing. It won't load. It won't load. What does Danon have? Okay, it's it's working. Okay, I say Pete. You so, want to go next? apparently, you gave me this one. There's a guy in California who believes yeah. that you can kill ghosts with diesel fuel, <laughs> and those ghosts are living in his neighbor's front door. So after we found this, like an hour later, I found video of him doing pouring the fuel on the guy's porch. Right. It, it works better if you buy the more expensive fuel too, with accelerants. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're going to burn down somebody's house, do you have to start at the front door where they're most likely to have a camera? Or can you just go really to any side of the house and light the whole thing on fire? Because which way are the ghosts going to go? They don't need to do the door. All right, so I'm, I'm never going to burn somebody's house down, so I'm going to tell you guys this first or, to begin with, right? Okay. Right. Not first that you've given you know, it any thought. No, you get yourself a real, you get a drill. Like okay. a really like a foot long drill bit. I'm with you. You so drill far. a hole into the house. I like where your head's at. Right oh. through the siding, right into like right at floor level. Okay, I dig it. And then you spray the stuff in there, so it's all over. It soaks the carpet. Okay. Mm-hmm. You take one of those really long matches and you just stick it in there. And right. Up the whole house goes. You can do that anywhere. You don't have to be on the porch. You don't have to be the back porch. You don't have to be by a window. You caused so much arson with that plan right now. Right. 
So I got one better, I think. Disclaimer, idiots, don't try this at home, but... <laughs> try this at somebody else's home. <laughs> I got one better. You're not so, helping. So just climb up to, on the roof and dump it down the chimney. The chimney? Chimney? Yeah. <laughs> chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim chaloo. Chimney. <laughs> okay, dump it down the chimney. What else do you do? And then throw the match down the chimney. Oh, okay. Well, that's where the fire is supposed to be. Exactly. So they <laughs> wouldn't expect it to be arson then. <laughs> to just think you're really bad at setting fires in your own house. But it's contained. That's, that's actually, it's actually a high probability. Actually, I'm, I'd be worried about the, the backdraft on that. Oh, oh I mean, yeah. like you drop it down the chimney and then you run like hell. Right. But anyways. Also, you know, just mm. FYI, chimneys aren't mostly like open at the top. No. Right. <laughs> So you, you gotta I'm like you gotta work your way in there to get the stuff to. They're pour gonna on the find the hole eventually, possibly in the house. But if you do it through, a drill through the chimney, through the brick, through the chimney, <laughs> chimney, whatever. All right, sh- should I go with mine? Go. Yeah. <clears throat> German man gets life for poisoning coworkers' sandwiches. <laughs> this is actually a tragic, Pearl. tragic Pearl story. I just actually realized Data didn't even read the That's story. Stinking Deborah. No, it's actually a tragic story. All right. <clears throat> I'm so si- tired of a bullshit. A German man has been sentenced to life in prison for poisoning his co-worker's sandwiches with mercury and other substances over several years, leaving one in a coma and two others with serious kidney damage. Wait, workers and sandwiches. What? Yes, like plural. This guy's a slow-motion serial killer. He's no, Yeah, it gets oh, worse. It gets, gets better. Or, or worse. <laughs> Depending on which. Depending <laughs> on your outlook. A judge at the regional court in Bielefeld, <laughs> about 330 kilometers, not miles, kilometers. although it does give you miles, west of Berlin, found the 57-year-old defendant guilty Thursday of attempted murder and gave him a maximum possible sentence. The man, identified only as Klaus, <laughs> oh, Klaus. <laughs> in line with German privacy rules, was arrested in May after a surveillance video showed him putting a suspicious powder on a colleague's sandwich at a business in the town of Klaus Holte Stukenbrock. Wow. When authorities searched his home, they found a primitive chemistry laboratory in the basement and a substance that Judge George Zimmerman described as more dangerous than all combat agents used in World War II. Wow. Just because a Nazi. Klaus <laughs> refused to speak during his trial, and his motives remain unclear. Prosecutors believe he wanted to see his colleagues' physical decline. Two of them, a 27-year-old and the other age 67, suffered chronic kidney damage from poisoning with lead and cadmium. Both men faced a heightened risk of cancer. A 23-year-old trainee fell into a coma after ingesting mercury and his, and has permanent brain damage. <clears throat> this guy is a sociopath. German news agency quoted the judge saying the court considered the crimes to be as serious as homicide. Zimmerman ordered that Klaus should remain in prison after completing the life sentence, which in Germany typically means serving 15 years because he remains a danger to the public. Seems reasonable. Damn straight. Yeah. They should feed him poison sandwiches. So, oh, somebody in prison will. So did you read something, Jonathan, that this guy actually did kill people? Uh, yes. Like he, he actually is a serial killer. Hmm. These aren't his first victims? These are not his first victims. This was like his side hobby killing? Yeah, it's not his first rodeo. Uh, he's suspected now of killing 21 co-workers by poisoning their food. Wow. So, w- at different jobs? I mean, 
they would have noticed. That's an enormously high death rate for one. keep dying and falling yeah, into for, comas. For, for one small accounting firm right. in <laughs> Western Germany. Really high. Yeah, in the beginning they thought it was a misconceived prank between co-workers and not a murder attempt. But then as they kept uh, digging into the case, the uh, 21 when, deaths... When the body started stacking up. ...to poisoned right. sandwiches. Like, hey, maybe this isn't a joke. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. One more reason not to bring lunch. Not a fan of this. Can you see Klaus is the guy sitting at the table? He's like, so, do you like your sandwich today? You know? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you ask me that every day. Yeah, I Klaus know. Klaus is always <laughs> bringing sandwiches. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Turns out he was trying to murder you the whole time. Like, yeah, I like the sandwiches, but every time after lunch, I feel like I ate a penny. You, know, you guys get that? <laughs> yeah. You feel like you ate a penny? How's your sandwich taste? Uh, mercurial. Mercurial. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys didn't hear me say that Dana actually didn't read his story. He didn't read his story? There no, wasn't he... anything to read. It was like a lunatic went crazy town, cuckoo banana pants, and tried to set his house on fire because he thought he saw a ghost. It wasn't his house, though. It was his neighbor's was house, his neighbor's like house. across the street. Like he <laughs> apparently... He, he thinks he sees a ghost le- in the window. And is then... that a legitimate defense now? <laughs> there was a ghost in the window. Because I might be seeing some ghosts in my neighbor's house. <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, you just came up with your theory of how to do arson right, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. except oh. the bitch of it is her house is made of brick. Oh. Well, you just need a masonry bed. I know, it's a lot of work, man. <laughs> not not like she'd be able to hear it over the uh, air condi- the central air unit that's running year-round. Oh, wow. Year-round, like it's running right now? Probably. Are you kidding me? I'm not even joking. The air conditioner is running at their house. She's got a central air unit. It's right between, it's right between the two houses. There's no windows on it, you know. Right there, and I swear to God, that thing runs constantly. Like she's like, she, like she's got a body on ice in there. Hmm. She probably does. Wouldn't surprise me. She's the type. All right, y'all have your next ones. Zoo confirms that the jaguar who attacked a woman trying to take a selfie with her won't be put down. This lady's currently my hero. <laughs> Way too often, people forget that acting Wait, carelessly around wild animals can result in a tragedy. A couple of years ago, a gorilla named Harambe was killed after a four-year-old boy managed to get into his enclosure. Yeah, Harambe got cheated. The yeah. killing of the gorilla resulted in widespread backlash, with many people blaming both zookeepers and parents for allowing the child to get into the gorilla's cage. Sadly, some people learning nothing from the situation and continues... To get da- to get themselves into dangerous situations by not obeying the rules at the zoo. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they shouldn't kill that jaguar because some idiot jumped a fence. Right. I think they should make one clear gap in the fence perimeter so they can get more videos of people being mauled by jaguars. Wait, wait, wait. Does this go to show that walls don't work? No, walls work 100% of the time, Pete. Oh, okay. I knew that. I knew that. I was just recently, te- I was just testing you. Recently, a young woman visiting the zoo in Arizona made a mistake that could have been fatal either for her or the animal involved. Wait a second. Arizona was she Mexican? The woman wanted to take a take a selfie with a jaguar, <laughs> and to do so, she decided to cross the barrier in, and got dangerously close to the wild animal. God. That's when the jaguar reached out and grabbed the careless woman's arm. With its claws, the victim suffered deep scratches and was taken to the hospital to treat her injuries. After the story went viral, people began to wonder what will happen to the jaguar who attacked the visitor. 
The Wildlife Word Zoo relay statement reminding people that those barriers are put there for a reason. <laughs> no. And, a reason, and reassured everyone that the jaguar would not be put down. We promise that nothing will happen to our jaguar. She's a wild animal, and there were proper barriers in place to keep our guests safe. Not a wild animal's fault when barriers are crossed. Still sending prayers to her and her family. So not even as a kid at a zoo did I ever think, I'm going to squeeze through this fence and see that bear. And and because we live in the world of bystander effect, the man who helped the woman attack, who was attacked by the jaguar, took a video of her injuries. Instead of helping her? He also helped her, but he took time to document the injuries. Oh. Because, I don't know, fun? Some people reacted by cracking jokes about the whole ordeal. Right. And when asked for comment, the ASSC (laughs) had this to say. Stop being stupid, asshole! Uh, American Society... The American Stop Stupid Society? Yeah, the American Stop Stupid uh, Coalition. Yeah, the American Stop Stupid Council. Right. All right, shall I go or do you want Dana to go? I think Dana should go. Okay. I think yours should be the last one. You're going to leave mine the last? Yeah, because that's the best. Okay. All right. An angry reader. That's not the best. That's sad. Was interrupted by Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stop. Please do. Okay. An angry reader threatened to sue MIT Technology Review for using what he thought was his image in an article about the hipster effect. Hipsters. I love this one because it's super ironic. Yeah, so he was mad his photo was used to show all hipsters look alike, but it wasn't him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love it so much. How dare you use my picture? That's not you. Oh, it looks like me. Right? (laughs) Last week, MIT Technology Review posted an article titled The Hipster Effect, Why Anti-Conformists Always End Up Looking the Same, which discussed a Brandeis uh, University study about the hipster effect or how nonconformists often end up conforming to countercultural conventions. The The article featured an image created from a Getty stock photo of a bearded man in a flannel shirt and a beanie. The hipster. Review used the image, duplicated it several times, and added a purple-orange hue to illustrate the point of the article. It's like, And then it goes to this uh, tweet. A few days ago, we ran a piece about some research purporting to explain the hipster effect and the fact that nonconformists often end up nonconforming the same way. We used a, get- a stock Getty photo of a super hipsterish-looking man. That, uh, and they got uh, a heated email from a man who says your lack of basic journalistic ethics in both the manner in which you reported in quotation marks this uncredited nonsense (laughs) and the slanderous and unnecessary use of my picture without my permission demands a response and i am of course pursuing legal action thinking this was him dumbass he accused us of slandering him presumably by applying he was a hipster And using the pig without his permission, Gildan Litchfield of the Review's editor-in-chief explained on Tuesday, like, we promptly got a furious email from a man who said he was the guy in the photo that ran with the story. He accused us of slandering him, presumably implying he was a hipster, and using the pig without his permission. He wasn't too complimentary about the story either. He also mentioned calling someone a hipster isn't slander, no matter how much they may hate it. 
but admitted that his publication wouldn't use an unlicensed image and looked into the matter, although the image they got from a reputable agency. And so, yeah, they did their homework, looked through it, checked all the model releases, and called the guy up and said, hey, that's not you. And he said, oh, my bad. (laughs) It looked like me, though. (laughs) But it it, it looked like me, though, right, bro? Man, that's unbelievable. I think it's absolutely hilarious and proves their point. Right, and then it, of course, Twitter exploded with a whole bunch of other people posting pictures of themselves, being like, "Oh, you know, this has got to be me." All right, yeah, and there's like uh, one guy posted a, a cartoon of some other bearded fellow, like, "Oh, there's me." Some it's guy, like, some guy puts himself next to a picture of Yosemite Sam, and it's like, <laughs> "Rootin' tootin' me." <laughs> All right, mine's really sad. Ooh. It's a really sad story, but ironic. I guess. Isn't it ironic? All right. Don't you think? think? (laughs) The song that isn't ironic, is that the reason why she wrote it? That's not ironic? (sighs) Was it like an overall... Okay, anyways, we're not going to break down the last more set. Anyways. Billionaire diamond trader, 65, dies during penis enlargement surgery at private Paris clinic. (sighs) It's very sad. Why at 95 do you think this is the year? 65. 65, 65. sorry. He had some time to go. Right. 65 is the new 45. Yeah. Ehud Ari Lanyado was at an unidentified private clinic on the <laughs> Avenue des Champs-Élysées in the French capital on Saturday when complications during surgery proved fatal. Mr. Lanyado's company, Omega Diamonds, which is based in the Belgian city of Antwerp, confirmed his passing. A statement from the firm said farewell to a visionary businessman. It is with great sadness that we come that our leader, Ahud Ari Laniando, has passed away. This is sad. Is it, though? The Argentinian. That is what we used to call him at Omega Diamonds because he looked like a tango dancer. <laughs> According to Mr. Laniado's friends, the only time he forgot about his lack of height was when he asked his accountant to read out his bank statement, something which he did multiple times a day. I think you lost This it. guy had issues. So, I think you missed it. So, did you read the part about how he died? Uh, it's at the top. Uh, uh, he had a heart attack, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He had a heart attack when they injected his penis. With a substance. So, they could probably sue. Wow. Okay. He owned the most expensive penthouse in Monaco. <laughs> Worth more than $30 million, as well as a house in a plush L.A. suburb of Bel Air. He's the Fresh he- Prince. I'm guessing it was in the most expensive penthouse in Monaco. I'm guessing that probably belongs to the prince. Um, to the, to, to the, yeah, to the royal family. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Wow, this is sad. He was a masseuse. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, there's something here that says he cared more about his parents than anything else. Oh. So has oh, it? Here, here, here's an off the wall question: Has anybody ever seen Just Go with it? No. It's a movie. The movie. With, movie with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. I think I have. Do you remember um, Kevin Nealon in that movie? Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon makes an appearance in this movie, and he's had like a bunch of plastic surgery done, 
and uh, like though, like he, oh yeah, I've seen he personally movie. had it done. Or no, he like did he, it in the character. Had okay, it. and this is who I'm thinking. This is who I'm picturing in my head. Okay, when you uh, when you read this article, he just he seems like this. He's where I, I imagine him wearing like a white linen um, Miami Vice tile type suit with a t-shirt. And he's got like you know he's all botoxed and he's got this really deep like George Hamilton tan, and he can't really move his face at all. That is what this guy looked like. Yes, um, there was a picture of him, and he looked like he he looked like um, Seinfeld, not Seinfeld, but he looked like um, the book, the head of the the, the publisher that Elaine worked for. Peterman? He Peterman. Like Jay, he was Jay Peterman? He was Jay Peterman. He looked just like Jay Peterman. Elaine, I'm talking about the smack. Yeah, he looked like he looked like Jay Peterman. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Yeah, he was so, so he was the, he was the most interesting man in the world. Um, kind of, and he was, he was also a diamond smuggler, because later on in the article it says that he got caught multiple times smuggling diamonds into the Belgian border. Like African conflict diamonds? Yeah, like oh, African fantastic. conflict diamonds. Okay, so... So remind me again why it's sad that he died during his penis surgery. <laughs> I don't know. So actually, his, he actually died because his, of his anest- the anesthetic. The anesthetic. I'm going with penis surgery. It doesn't matter. Why, why did he have the anesthetic? Penis surgery. Penis, penis surgery. surgery. Yeah. Um, We're just going to go for the break the record w- of saying penis surgery. It, well, it, like, and the part where, like, the only thing that made him happy was hearing his account read out his bank balance. Yeah. Like, Really? Yeah, this guy had all kinds of issues. I feel like he would have been a really crappy person to know. I think he would have been a really crappy Bond villain. He would have been a perfect Bond villain. He's a get smart villain. (laughs) He's a get smart. He's not even the good. He he couldn't even make Bond villain. Yeah. He works for Dr. Claw. Yeah, he couldn't even be like an Inspector (laughs) Gadget side villain. And an Inspector Gadget diamond smuggling side villain? He's like an Officer Powers villain, (laughs) villain or something. He well, that his, kind of fits with he, the narrative. He lost his penis in a smelting accident. <laughs> this is why he had to have the surgery. Uh, yeah, the diamond cut it off. Yeah, not to be like too nerdy, but I had the opportunity to do that to become gold member. You had the opportunity to smelt your penis. Yes. Well. In Dungeons and Dragons, we found like this cauldron. Oh, Dungeons that, like, and Dragons! Whenever you dip stuff in it, it would just turn stuff to gold. And I definitely ran through my head: like, is it worth the joke? It's <laughs> always you worth at least the joke. Teabagged it. It would have been worth the joke. <laughs> teabagged it. Just dip it right in there. So let's take a poll. Would you have the surgery done? Would I have the surgery done? Yeah. Would you have your penis augmented? I wouldn't need to. <laughs> That's not the conversation cur- we had cur- earlier cur- today. Answer. Right. Faith laughing in the corner tells us that that's a lie. <laughs> Wait, he said earlier. You know what Pete said earlier? He said he doesn't lie. Oh, well, clearly that's a lie. Which <laughs> was obviously a lie. No, it's not. I always tell the truth. I tell the best truth. There's no better <laughs> the truth teller than me. Oh, God. I only tell well, the best you, truths. You went there. <laughs> Would you have it done? No. Didn't? seems life-threatening <laughs> <laughs> so, yes or no well who's paying for this it's free man i mean he's a billionaire i'm assuming oh, yeah. it's not cheap in a world where you have universal health care and you can get a free penis enlargement surgery i'm just saying this billionaire waited till he was 65 like he had to save up that long for it i don't think i can afford this you won one hundred fifty thousand dollars in the you know 
Virginia State Lottery. Virginia State Lottery. You can afford uh, half a penis enlargement. Oh, well, I mean, half's better than Left side or right side? <laughs> left side or righty. It just pulls really hard to one side. It, it pulls to the right, but so doesn't it you can still drive anyway? it. <laughs> Don't overcorrect. <laughs> oh. You didn't answer the question. I'll play this so, for you. So yeah. Actually, yeah. It costs five thousand to ten thousand dollars. Oh dang! Oh, You're that's in. kind of a bargain. Compa- I thought we were like that's doable. I'm, I'm right. That. <laughs> right? Are we gonna pitch in and podcast this? Like you can do a, you can do a couple of savings challenges and pull that one off. Hey, start a GoFundMe. <laughs> start a GoFundMe five thousand bucks. Oh wow! Just claim it's for the wall. <laughs> so if we did this and we raised the money, will you do it? <laughs> say no, because if you say yes, people will give us money. You'll have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it pulls to the right, though. Right. Well, do I get to pick? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Left or right? Left or right. Which know. corner do you I, want to look around? It's going to be so hard to commit to one of them. <laughs> Well, are you left-handed yeah. or right-handed, just, man? Just look right. in the mirror; it'll be reversed. <laughs> right? Oh, we gotta go left-handed then. <laughs> you gotta go left-handed. He says left. Yeah, yeah. Is this for selfies? Or... <laughs> right. I gotta step up my dick pic game. Yeah. I'm getting back into the. Here we, here we, yeah. here we back in the dating pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna have to go with yes for advertising purposes. I'm gonna write it off of my taxes for advertising. <laughs> there you go. See, <laughs> Kenneth, can yes or no? No. No, Ken, not at all. Not no. even a thought. Nope. Jonathan. Nope. No? No. Really? (laughs) With that little thing. (laughs) No, I wouldn't. All right. Faith, should Pete get it done? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure sure she's thinking, yeah. Right. Because be if you worth? go with the 2018 She's thinking, man, $10,000? we got a lot of expenses coming up soon. No, a new think, car to buy and stuff? She's thinking ten grand. That's just another note on the car loan. <laughs> right, roll See? that thing in. Roll <laughs> that in. Roll that in. Literally, roll it in. <laughs> like uh-huh. The weird new buying can, incentive on so El Sarah. Can you get care credit for that? <laughs> Make payments on it? Care credit doesn't go that high. Oh gosh! What if they have to repossess it? <laughs> Lending club will go that high though. They'll they'll, they'll, they'll loan. They'll have to loan. repossess they'll it. They come back for your deck. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You got to go back to what it used to be. No. And they do it the hard way. <laughs> Funk. Oh, Cleaver. Yeah. Oh man. Or Lorena. Yeah. Lorena yeah. stiff shot of whiskey first. I say Lorena mm-hmm. Bobbitt's husband got it for free. <laughs> uh, did she? I think they. I think did they, she? I think they reattached Her husband. that. I know, but she had, she ended up paying for it. I said her husband got it for free. Yeah, her husband got it for free, dude. Not well, her. Somebody paid for it. He, he paid a price. It was, yeah. it was oh, not, he paid a price. Not for free, sure. free. <laughs> nothing's nothing's truly free. All right, so when we come back, I got another list. Ken's favorite thing of ten things that people wish they never invented. We'll be right back. All right, last segment of the night. Ten inventions that people really regret inventing. Okay. Ken, what do you regret inventing? Well, actually, I was going to ask you, what do you think is number one? The salad shooter. No, the that's salad awesome. Shooter? Salad shooter is amazing. 
Do you have one? I used to. You wait, wait, wait. You actually had a cell shooter? At one time, there was a cell shooter in my house. I had one. I still have one. Do you use it? Maybe. No. Nobody uses it because it's terrible. You'd have a knife. You invented a knife (laughs) 6,000 years ago, and that was good enough. I have a mandolin slicer now. Works great. Why would you slice a mandolin? That can produce some wonderful music. easier to eat that way. It seems kind of You ever try to put a whole mandolin in your mouth? You ever try to put a salad shooter in your mouth? Oh, wait. What? Nothing. Anyways, what was the question? So is that reverse penis surgery? No! (laughs) What was the question? Castration. You're talking about castration. (laughs) Now we are. (laughs) No, you are. I'm not not participating in this conversation. I like to think that we're above the dick joke. We're, we're clearly not. Wait, 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 wait. No one's Isn't a, there a radio play? No one's above the dick joke. <laughs> the list. Go with the list. Okay. No, my question was, that nobody's bothered to answer yet. What do you wait. think is number one? What the do you think is the internet. The toaster, internet. Toaster strudels. Toaster strudels. The nuclear bomb. Hey, the Lacey Chabert is going to take issue with that. What, toaster strudels? To- with the invention of toaster strudel. Number ten, the atomic bomb. Oh, What's 10 that? was the bomb. Yeah, number 10, the atomic bomb. Really? I'm surprised at that. I'm surprised yep. it's so low. That's well, what I'm Well, g- g- given our current lack of uh, understanding of history, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that it only made number 10. I would expect that to be number one. Yeah. yeah. His, um, the I, I Am Become Death, the Destroyer of Worlds. Uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yeah. That always, I got to be really pretty, pretty hard when I... First realized what he was talking about with that and stuff. Yeah, that's got to be the number one should not have been done invention. Really. But no, it's turned out it's number ten. Yeah, it's sad. It's like number one's gonna be a slinker. How how quickly we forget snuggies. Well, these might not be in the order of worst items, and like number ten's not the worst. It's just ten. Oh, it's not not a ranked list. No, it's just ten items that people regret inventing. Because if you take number ten compared to number nine. It makes no sense. It makes no sense in that if that was in that order. Because number nine is the airplane. See, why would somebody be mad about inventing the airplane? Because it ruins sailing, apparently. Contrails, <laughs> dude. Contrails. Contrails? Chemtrails. 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 Uh, cultivating and they're being used to drop bombs during World War Two was mm-hmm. one of the reasons why they... Yeah, but there's... That's connected so much, though. I mean, there's there's probably more good that always. Yeah, I think I think air, airplanes have done more good than they have bad. That's my opinion. That's on. like that's like that, that's like them being number two after the atomic bomb because they dropped the atomic bomb. It's yeah. Right. No, there's a good Miyazaki film about that. The guy about the guy who designed the zero, and it's mostly just about him being a guy who wanted to design a beautiful plane. But it just happened to have been during wartime. And it kind of follows his life. They conscripted that. So kind of like Werner von Braun and his desire to reach the moon. And, yeah. you know, wanted to wanted to build rockets to go to the moon and ended up bombing London. Right. Or, or the guy who, who built, who made Zyklon B gas. He just, I mean, that's just something he made on the wayside. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. he was kind of a terrible person, though, so. He was... <laughs> One of those people who was did, just one lab accident away from... Did he spend 50 years him. poisoning his co-workers' sandwiches? <laughs> no, but he probably would have. He won the Nobel Peace Prize. He did. He won the right. Nobel Peace Prize. For murdering people? That was right. before that. I was going to say, we don't know the staff records from his office. <laughs> we don't know how many people went home sick. So anyways, uh, Orville lived long enough to witness the development of airplanes over the next three decades. 
uh, cultivating in their being used to carry and drop bombs during World War II. He has seen the airplanes as he had seen the airplane as something that would help bring uh, about peace rather than a weapon of war. Uh, he gave an interview uh, with the St. Louis Post Dispatch in 1943 that the war left him feeling very conflicted about his invention. Uh, proud of the potential uh, good it could do, but bitter in the way it was used for destruction and death instead. Yeah, that's it is, that's where it always ends up. I so, had to see that coming. I know, you know. someone should have warned him about people before he invented <laughs> yeah, anything. Like, I understand it was a more optimistic time, but like every single thing that's ever been invented has been co-opted for war in some, in right. some way or another. Once upon a time, someone invented a sharpened stick and then went and stabbed a guy with it. Like, like immediately thereafter? Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody invented number eight, which is Facebook. Uh, yes, I hate yeah. Facebook. Yeah. I hate it. But I use it for work. You keep saying that. I do. That's the only way I can ever get a people, hold of people. People that respond half the time. Yeah, because they, they won't respond. They don't answer their phone. Um, they won't answer an email unless you respond, If you, unless you make contact with them in some way before that. Hmm. It's really depressing. I just got a. I just. I needed a logo from a band today. How did I contact them? Facebook. I'd be fine without Facebook. I would get rid of it but again if it wasn't for work. Yeah, yeah. That's it's kind of necessary for what I need to do. It's like the yellow pages. I mean, it's necessary in some way, but really, do you need to spend all day looking at it? No, no. Uh, in two thousand seven. Um, Zuckerberg stated that the site achieved its popularity because it took on the advantage of vulnerability and human psychology through the like function, <laughs> which validates people for their opinions, jokes, photographs, and other things that they post to the site. But he doesn't turn right. it off. He said while counting his money. <laughs> right. Yeah, but he doesn't turn off. He can easily just get rid of that like button. It is within his power to do so. That is very true. But instead, they invented four more buttons to rate the amount of liking that you like that thing. Right. He likes money. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six is a holiday. What holiday do you think it is? Christmas. No, it can't be Christmas. It's probably like Valentine's Day. Wrong. Ken, you got a guess? Ken, what's your holiday? Independence Day. Nope. Danon? Hmm. St. Patrick's Day. Mm. That's three strikes, you're all out. The answer is Mother's Day. Really? Yep. Because it got usurped by like the, the card company? Because mo- mothers should be appreciated every day. Yeah? Right, and quit ruining my birthday. Is that your birthday? Like every second year, it's the same day. <clears throat> He's the one I feel bad for. Him and people born on Christmas. Right. Why? Well, your birthday's on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I know. People don't even like like people don't even celebrate St. Patrick's Day the way that, they, that the Irish do. The Irish scoff at us for the way we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I know. And he's got to endure that on his birthday every year. I still think it would be the best idea to go celebrate American St. Patrick's Day in Dublin. Well, like I said, I was going to on my and my just be book. the biggest asshole. So yeah. basically, we so cele- basically just go there and be yourself. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we celebrate it. We celebrate the stereotype, yeah, of a drunk Irishman. But we, nobody, Day. nobody does that on St Andrew's Day. When is St Andrew's Day? Oh, I don't even know. Well, he should throw better parties. 
All right, what do you got? So, to my understanding of Mother's Day, and it's not brought up in this paragraph, so this thing was, it was initially designed to be remembering of the mothers who had passed. Oh, well, you should do that. Well, yeah, it's like, it's like the Day of the Dead for but, like... <laughs> but brunch. <laughs> Once a year during right? brunch, you can speak <laughs> to the dead mothers. Uh, number five, dynamite. I could see that. You know, you know what? You know what should be on that list instead of dynamite. 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 That's what I said. Dynamite. Yeah, I figured one of the you guys move, the show gonna, Good Times was going to do it <laughs> anyways. So I just no, just Jimmy JJ Walker. Just JJ Walker. Actually, I, I think he's hilarious. I'm just sick of hearing right. that word. It takes a deep and solemn responsibility for having introduced dynamite to the world, <laughs> and regrets his decisions. Uh, number four. Antivirus software. Wait, they regret making antivirus software? Yep. That's weird. Why? Because viruses are going to get you because people made viruses. They don't regret that. That's really odd. I'd be curious as to hear well, the reason why. They give you autism. Do you want me to read it? <laughs> antivirus software gives you autism. Put, you, you put antivirus software on your on, on your on your computer, but not your kid. Uh, I posted that. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read this one because this one's a little confusing. That's why it would be on the list. Okay. When the three claims of fame that a man has are inventing antivirus software, claiming to have had sex with a humpback whale, and be suspected of murder, humpback you would. Whale. <laughs> <laughs> you would not expect it to be the first one that he regrets. But John McAfee is anything but a predictable oh figure. God, of McAfee fame. The 73-year-old is so libertarian that he makes all other libertarians look like Mike Pence. But he could come to prominence with the McAfee software, which was the first antivirus product to be made available to buy. Well, let me let me help him out here. Guess what? You didn't actually make antivirus software because your software is bullshit. Yeah. So, so rest assured that Kaspersky has done a much better job. So what he's sad about is that he made something half-assed and then lost out on his market share because everybody else did it better than him. Maybe. The in, uh, initial indications that he was a little strange came in 1992 when he announced that a computer virus called Michelangelo was going to erase the hard drives of millions of computers, which led to huge boosts in sales for his software and a scandal when the actual number affected turned out to be much, much smaller. But nobody seemed to have a problem with him having sex with a humpback whale. <laughs> Apparently not. Except for the humpback whale. But we <laughs> doesn't have they're, a say in yeah, this. Yeah, but they're, they're a notoriously large, unserved, underserved population. <laughs> well, so wait, and so he did a pump and dump? Buzzing. <laughs> so basically he did a pump and dump? Of course. <laughs> Twice. Plus it was in the blowhole, so, you know, then the poor the poor whale had that to deal with. As a result, McAfee left his own company in 1994 with a payoff of $100 million. Oh, my God. Oh, and, no. And Lord. other antivirus programs That's have so left sad. it in the dust in the years since. Not many people Because they it. weren't out there making up stuff yeah. to boost their sales. Uh, so, yeah. There you go. There's number. That's weird, though. That's a weird one. Mm-hmm. Well, he regrets it because of the way he got his fame and fortune, and he was a jerk because of it, basically. Uh, number three. Pepper spray. That's a weird one, too. 
Like, wouldn't that help people? Uh, Longham knowing that the start that from the start, the spray he was working on was going to be used on people, so there's no reason for him to have any regrets about it now, right? Well, that is not the case because back in 2011, at the height of the infamous Occupy Wall Street protests, Longman gave an interview which he spoke about the weapon he had devised in all the years earlier, and he was not happy. Because it was used against people that were peaceful? Yep. The problem he had was that the police were using pepper spray on people who were protesting peacefully rather than solely on those who violently resisted arrest. If you make a weapon, right. people are going to use it as a weapon. Non-lethal means you can use it whenever you want to. That's right. And Rubber that's bullets, fun. beanbag guns. Right. Baseball bats. That's a lethal weapon. Batons. Okay. Yeah. I'm on board with As that. long as it's a short baseball bat, you can hit anybody with it. Yeah, Billy Club. Totally different. Yeah. All right. Are we we had num- this conversation last week. Are we at number one now? No, we're at number two. Oh, okay. What's number two? The blink tag in HTML. That would slowly blink a word or uh, grouping of letters. Oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. From the early days of the internet? Very early. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. You never used it. Well, people did. They used it to, like, highlight words and stuff. But then they'd blink away and you couldn't see the word anymore. You had to wait for it to come back so you could try to read it. That's stupid. And if it was a really yeah, long really word, long. you couldn't read the whole word at the time. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that, okay, well, that shouldn't have been invented. Yeah. Right. And number one, K-Cups. Hiccups? K-Cups. Okay, K-Cups. Or the Keurig pod. I'm thinking they probably didn't regret inventing them so much as they regretted not patenting them. Oh, they didn't patent them? No. That's just stupid. Actually, it's because of how much they're destroying the environment. Right. Well, that's because they're not engineering them properly. Which yeah. is a completely different thing. They can, they can, they can fix that too. That can easily be fixed. They might regret it, but they're not fixing it. Right. But the reason that Keurig is like worthless as a company is because they, because they, uh, all the other companies out there that manufacture compatible products, because they biff the whole um, copyright trademarking thing, hmm. the patent process. So it had to be a patent then, wouldn't it? Yeah, the patent was uh, either. I don't remember what the deal was, but it, yeah, it, it was too it was too easy for other companies to like steal it because they had held out of the patent, and they could have had all the K cups that are manufactured now. Nobody nobody buys K cups made made directly by Keurig anymore because they don't have to. Because they don't have to. You can buy them cheaper from somewhere. It expired else. in 2012. Yeah, and they never renewed it. They didn't renew. <laughs> that was dumb. Fools. Right? Was it like jokes on you? Hundred dollars worth of paperwork. Yeah. Well, if it was a couple thousand dollars, I mean, you know, the, co- the company was worth like a hundred, a few hundred million dollars, and then it was worth nothing. Right. No, pocket change in any case. Yeah. I wonder what it's worth today. Bucking some change. Bucking some change. They're still, to my knowledge, they're still the only one selling the actual you machine. Know. Machines, but what was the other one that was up against? Once you own, the, once you own the machine. Yeah, there was a Keurig, and there was another one at the same time, like a Tessimo or something like that. I can't think of the name of it, but yeah. I don't know, it had like one competitor. It was like when PlayStation and 3DO battled for a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, 2010, there had 1.2 billion sales. I mean, that's a long time ago, but that's the last thing Google brought up real fast. Good job, Google. So there you go. 
So if we were to if we were actually to rank these in worst worst invention, yeah. Well, the atomic bomb. Atomic bomb would be our number all. one. Right. Pure agree number two, obviously. <laughs> uh. See, I actually think I would put dynamite at number two. Dynamite. <laughs> That's why, because Ken likes to do that way too much. I also like Dino Oh, we Mutt. skipped one. I also like Dino Mutt. Ooh. Dino Mutt's cool. Solid I actually pull. definitely skipped one. Oh, what is it? Pop-up ads. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah that guy I can hate die. those. Those, yeah. Whoever does that can die. No, like, I don't really mean die. But. Yeah, why, like, why would you invent those and, like, oh, I maybe I probably shouldn't have done that. Like, you knew what you were doing the whole time. Yeah, right. his, his name was Ethan Zuckerman, and he worked for a tripod.com. I would say... If we're going to go with harm, actual harm done to human beings, that might top the list. <laughs> might top the list. Definitely top three. Of frustration. Because yeah. it is constant, right, to so many more people. It's Probably no thing. actual deaths, but if we're going to just measure pain. More people have experienced pop-up ads than have experienced atomic bombs. Right. So. You, know, you know what's worse than pop-up ads now? Autoplay videos. Robocalls. Like oh, when, yeah. you, when you go to a website and just like a voice. John Oliver just did a thing on robocalls. I was looking at that last week tonight. It was great. Yeah, robocalls are annoying. I had two today. Jet, is that it? That was it. Oh, I get nine a day. I nine? didn't get one today. All day. You get robocalls all day. I got four of them today. From including that one. Seven thirty in the morning until nine thirty at night. All day. Okay. Crazy. All right, let's bring this plane in for a landing. This plane has landed. It's a, one of those Boeing, so it crashed. <laughs> well, we hope you all enjoyed listening to this week's edition of the Vlix Podcast. We sure didn't. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. Ah, uh, you figured out, Pete. Yeah, I know.